Welcome to the Triple Takeover Toycast, the podcast about vintage and modern Transformers, as well as other toy lines. It's episode 30, the big 3-0. You say it's your birthday? Well, it's my birthday too, yeah. Age ain't nothing but a number, the number of toys you amass and receive. As childhood turns to youth and youth turns to podcasting, also known as middle age, we in this hobby tend to go full circle and hope for the toys as birthday presents again. My ageing co-hosts and I are celebrating another notch on the tech specometer, so let's give it up for the increasingly vintage northerner, Liam from Toybox Soapbox. I'm still young, I'm the youngest one here. You're also still not a northerner. Alongside <laughs> him, we've got the well-worn action master with pipe and slippers accessories, one year closer to being mint and sealed box, it's 6-0 from 6-0. I wish I felt mint in sealed box. <laughs> yeah, not at the moment, but still in my prime currently. And I'm Maz from TF Square One. We've all recently celebrated our birthdays, and it's actually my son's first birthday today. So we're going to talk about the toys we bought ourselves and those we were gifted by our ever-generous and thoughtful gang of mates in the hobby. Yes, we're going to a party party. Still awake, chaps? Uh, I am, yeah. I'm not, you know, such an age yet that I can't stay awake past uh, 9pm. I'm excited <laughs> for this party. We know there's no party like an S-Club party, so... All right. <laughs> <laughs> Middle-agers know how to party, don't they? Well, I don't know, yeah. Most of the parties I go to nowadays are for five-year-olds, <laughs> so it's a bit of a different prospect. Well, well, we're the best qualified to buy them presents, aren't we, really? What have you been doing for your son's first birthday then, Maz? Oh, he's had a party back in the UK. I recently visited home again, and he's going to have another party here. And like you mentioned earlier, not going to remember any of it. But happy birthday to you chaps as well. You obviously celebrated your birthdays recently. Well, actually, you haven't celebrated your birthday yet, have you, 6-7? And I haven't celebrated mine, but we've, no. we've got our birthday presents. And mine was last uh, year. Yeah, yeah, yours was, <laughs> was a while it, ago. You just got your present, didn't you? Yeah, my, my, it was literally before Christmas. <laughs> All right, so we should probably explain what the premise of this episode is. <laughs> yeah, um, it might be a bit of explanation required there. Our, our gang of toy collecting mates, mostly based in the UK, uh, every year we sort of start these uh, private chats um, when it's someone's birthday upcoming, and we uh, bandy around some ideas about what we can get them for their collection. And uh, then we all pull in some money with a with a fixed budget. Sometimes we go over budget if it's a present that we think is absolutely perfect. And uh, we, we gift it to people when we see them. And obviously with me having moved here to Iceland and, and, and the, all the lockdown stuff and just accessibility to each other really, sometimes uh, presents have to be given quite a bit later. Or in the case of uh, Sixo and myself, we received our presents from the guys last week when we met up in a pub in London. And uh, Liam finally got his through the post. Uh, because uh, because Nick finally found it in the accident. <laughs> yeah, <indeed. laughs> so so it, it's not quite aligned with our birthdays, but we do get each other Transformers related birthday presents every year. I think that's the that's the important thing is that there's one there's one present at least one robot a year. Yeah. It may not coincide yes. with your actual birthday, but by golly, we do try. Yeah. <laughs> it does I, get I thought about. Genuinely mystified. I completely forgot because I've been so drunk. Well, I was very drunk on my birthday last year, so I just forgot. It was only when I saw the message. I thought I'd bought uh, something off him when I was drunk. I was killing myself laughing. <laughs> that little message from you just saying, did I buy this? You know, <laughs> it's, it's classically. It's, it's basically nearly May now. And you said you've been drunk since your birthday. Have you actually just been drunk for the first four or five months of this year? Very consistently, you know. There's not much else to do now. Now I'm hitting this age, other than drink. <laughs> That's it. But also, um, we obviously buy ourselves an absolute ton of toys. So 
getting a transformer for our birthday is maybe not the novelty <laughs> it might be made out to be and of course sometimes um i know i do this i around this time of year i will buy myself something for my own birthday and i i did it for my 40th a couple of years ago and i'm sure i can attribute every uh late april early may based purchase to this so do, do you guys do the same no i just buy stuff <laughs> i was gonna say i don't know that i specifically attribute anything to my birthday if i'm honest i don't know i don't i've never really done that for christmas or birthday or anything like that i often see people being like oh this is my birthday present to myself but i don't i don't know i don't think i need the excuse really do you know what i mean it's just uh... no your birthday present is usually the hardest because i mean joking aside if you want something you buy it typically yeah so I'll, we've I'll, been trying to that's I'll why you got it, yours yeah. basically a month early because we just had to get in there before you before you got these things for yourself well the, the funny thing with with the the two presents actually that you guys got me this year was that they were both things that i had spoken to people about in the group <laughs> and that, so it was quite clever actually because there were things that i had sort of lined up and and expressed an interest in from those two individuals anyway and and so I, as far as I was concerned, I was on the hook to to pay for them. Do you know what I mean? So when it turned up and it was like you know presents, it was actually quite a nice surprise. Uh, so yeah, it was really really good and uh, really pleased with both of them. That's the length you have to go to with Sixo's birthday. You have to convince him he's buying his own present. That's the only way you can get him to not buy you it. Just give him the runaround for a couple of weeks until it's his birthday. You just hand it to him. I was sat there thinking, bloody Nick, he hasn't come back to me with a price on that thing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Lo and behold, he uh, he was just playing coy. Like when it comes to buying stuff for myself for birthdays, I'm quite lucky in that my mum. Uh, my girlfriend says, everyone asks me what I want for my birthday. So I tend to just give them a list. And so I tend to get robots for my birthday anyway. So. Oh, I get asked what I want. I just get summarily ignored. <laughs> I very rarely get robots for really? Christmas or birthday from family and stuff like that. God, very the amount rarely. of trouble we have finding something for you. What <laughs> what hope does your wife have? <laughs> we family. She, she's done really well in the past. I, um, I can't remember birthday specifically, but it's been a while. But Christmas she used to do. I remember one year she got me MP9 Rodimus, and that was like a really, really cool present. That was like amazing. Do you know what I mean? Really, really cool. Uh, but then after a certain point, I remember she did say, oh, I'm not doing robots anymore. It's too complicated. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and I was like, no, fair enough. Don't. Because it's just, you know. Besides which, to be honest, and this might shock a lot of people. I do actually like getting presents that aren't robots, believe it or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember my my granddad was um, was very into, like, loved playing golf. Wasn't, like, you know, really into it, or but he loved playing it. But I remember him saying to me once, God, I get enough golf presents. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, just enough <laughs> of it, really. Like, all the kind of novelty golf items and things like that. And I think it was because sometimes, you know, people kind of don't know what else to get you or whatever. So, actually, for me... I don't know, family-wise, whatever, I never really think about it. It's quite nice to not get robot stuff. But that's what's really nice about this um, pool that we yeah. get together and buy people things. It may be things that they don't normally buy themselves, and certainly sometimes the budget for something or the reach for something. I, I remember we, we got a Grand Max Junior for one of our mates. I don't think that, that would cool. have been on his radar at all. And uh, it was such a great price, that we, um, but maybe not such a great price that an individual who isn't completely in the know about something like that would pay themselves but us banding together and getting it for him like expands his collection of that kind of toy and and it's something that they never would have bought themselves and and the whole tradition of buying something for someone's present was them getting me the uh, Wei Jiang Commander the oversized Evasion Optimus Prime masterpiece scale thing 
because I was really struggling that month and uh, I hadn't bought myself, you know, Transformers in ages. I think it was like two, three months. I hadn't bought anything. And those guys like got together and got me that for my birthday. And it's like from that moment, it's just been the thing to do. And so was, I, that where, I, was that where it started? I think that was the first one. Yeah. And that was uh, absolutely story. through. I'll never forget how that felt either, which is why I'm, uh, you know, why I think this, this should carry on and why it's such a good thing, even though we buy ourselves like tons of robots. And one year I didn't get robots. I got Lego from the guys. So that's it's, true. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, a yeah. great thing to do. And, and I'm really glad for it. That's the thing with birthday presents though, isn't it? It's when they're thoughtful gifts like this. And that's where your mates clubbing together to buy you these sort of toys is more meaningful because they they know what you want and they know it's important to you. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. I think there's a real um, appetite in the group because uh, you know it's it's roughly sort of it depends on who's chipping in or what have you but it's typically sort of 10 to 12 of us that, that kind of get in for this and there's a real kind of appetite in the group to get stuff that obviously people will really like there's no kind of guesswork or anything like that you know there's a lot of stuff ruled out uh, on any person's particular birthday but there is a bit of an appetite to do something that might surprise a little mm. bit as well so and like particularly with your birthday this time Maz there was a lot of conversation about and we'll get into it later but a lot of conversation about toys that you had never owned but that we knew that you were interested in uh and i think you know there was a real kind of desire to get you something that actually you know a mold or whatever that you'd never experienced before we didn't manage it in the end but <laughs> but still the idea was there and i think that's really cool is to kind of try and push the boundaries of each person's collection a little bit as well having heard you say that uh i and obviously the plan for this episode was to talk about our own birthdays, but I think there are a few examples from other people's birthdays down the years that we should totally bring up because they've been pretty amazing. Like the, the really look on ones. their faces and, and what we actually managed to pull off uh, was, was quite fantastic. Yeah. But we do have a few other things to cover before we get into it. So first of all, we'd like to remind you that we have a Patreon. So that's patreon.com forward slash triple takeover. And we have four glorious tiers, starting with the basic apologetic ramp that tells us how much you love us, to the Sixos Butler tier, uh, which allows you to commission exclusive minisodes and also get a shout out on the show. And in between, we've got things that allow you to vote on episode topics, early access to episodes such as this one, maybe, and much, much more. We also have a sponsor who you should go and check out. It's tfsource.com for all your Transformers and third-party needs. So as ever, we'll do a little segment on them in the middle of the episode where we'll take a look at their site and see what they've got in stock and up for pre-order at the moment. But that's tfsource.com for all your Transformers and third-party needs. And if you like bedspreads, mugs, stickers, coasters, <laughs> leggings... <laughs> Any kind of clothing with our logo on it, you can go to our Redbubble store at redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore. So some very, uh, well, hopefully some quite nice birthday presents on there for a loved one, maybe. don't know. Your mum? Something like that. Well, in triple takeover leggings. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> Why not? Does that count as the first your mum on triple takeover? Uh, it wasn't a non-intentional your mum. I wasn't meaning to your mum anyone but don't know treat it to a pair of leggings see how it goes so as we explained earlier we are fortunate enough to be in a group of mates who buy each other birthday presents every year and we start these threads where we start discussing ideas based on the kind of toys that we know people are interested in and occasionally we might buy one of the group a toy that they will then continue to chase. For example, I, I was bought some car robots toys last year before I'd <laughs> dive right in. And I, and I remember when I got the car, car brothers, I was thinking, well, guys, I've already had these before. Like, 
could you might not made more of an effort this year? Like, I've already had these toys and I sold the, them. The funny thing what about that was is I don't know. Like I, I know I'm jumping ahead, but there was so much effort involved yeah. with getting no, those. There always is though. Three isn't there? bloody, you know, it's bog standard. The bog standard dec- uh, deco. Uh, car robots brothers because we knew that you'd want the japanese versions mm. so it was like trying to find i remember it well uh it goes over a year ago i can't believe it but it was trying to find the um three brothers in japanese packaging and not sealed yellowed. not yellowed not broken sealed mint whatever and, for, and in budget and and with it that was the thing within budget because yeah. it's a relatively tight budget that we set because you know we're, we're ultimately doing this 10 to 12 times a year so it can yeah. kind of get a bit out of control if not <laughs> you know otherwise yeah. um and uh yeah it was it was a challenge because ultimately you're also doing this within a bit of a window because it's not like we're necessarily planning five months in advance or something like that sometimes it is just literally like okay someone's birthday's coming up we might think about it six weeks or so in advance something like that what are we going to do uh, and I think with yours, we realized that there was, um, you know, there was a bit of time, but we were quite keen to kind of get a move on with it. And I remember we were looking at loads of auctions, listings, everything for these brothers, honestly. Um, but the the challenge was getting, we couldn't get all three from one source. That was the thing. So it was trying to find, I think we got two of them from one source and the third, maybe Prowl from another, uh, and then had to combine them into one shipment. Somehow. I think the, the best part of it was that whoever you bought one of them off, um, I was sort of, yeah, just as grateful for the uh, COVID vaccination mm. appointment card that they'd included in the package <laughs> oh that God, I received. I thought, that. oh, great. <laughs> and this was <laughs> long before I got my vaccine. I was like, oh, maybe I should just use it instead. That was so, so random. That, that was, was highly so... random. Yeah, very random. But yeah, it was it was trying to get all three shipped within a within a particular budget, particularly as you live in Iceland. Yeah, there's so many challenges involved, uh, especially. I mean, in your case, one year we we had to like invent a toy <laughs> because <laughs> what else are you gonna get? He's got everything. He even bought a poxy vintage Black Zarek for himself. So we got a uh, we got a fantastic uh, Action Master Black Zarek made for you from uh, Rock Lords Rock and uh, what a fantastic job and of course uh, Kit designed a lot of the box we all put in ideas to make it look like an authentic exclusive action master box so these uh, these birthday threads can create some incredible uh, the level of creativity that comes out of some of these is quite fantastic and I remember when Uh, we used to do birthday cards as well those were the best Uh, the the Black Zarek for me I mean I've had some wonderful birthday presents off you lot that that has I don't know. I, I I feel bad kind of grading them and saying that's the best or whatever, but it it certainly stands out in my memory as. as uh, wait, didn't you, you know, already it's... write a TF Source article? You know, my birthday presents graded part one. Part <laughs> no, part I've part never three. done that, nor would I. <laughs> God's sake! But no, that was. That You'll was never real... believe what's at number seven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that actually, but maybe I should start. That sounds like a good way to kind of promote the old articles. Number one uh, will shock you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Button. Yeah, I might do that. I remember the first time I wrote the word ranked on an article and you took the piss out of me so much. You were like, ranked. Oh my God. Ranked. You sell out. Yeah, you were you were really um, not impressed with that, I remember. But I was chuckling because I was like, that's kind of the whole point is, is it's sort of part Mickey tape. But, it's uh, worked a charm, to be fair. Well, I hope so. I hope people... Are, I hope people... Are, I do actually have a lot of fun writing articles like that but i hope people enjoy them as well it's sort of um 
I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully, I think it's, hopefully I think it's important that they see your humor in it. Yeah, there is yeah, a lot. They, of, they, yeah. they see that some of it's tongue in cheek and like meeting you and knowing you helps with that. And I think <laughs> brings a whole new level of appreciation to what you put out. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So You're welcome. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, actually, I should stress, and you've already mentioned this, but it isn't actually my birthday for another, no. uh, I guess, just over three and a half weeks. Yeah. In fact, it's uh, none of our birthdays. It, yeah, just... exactly. Liam's was, <laughs> was six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> How did it take us so long? <laughs> oh, yeah. No Nick. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, but uh, it, it, it's all good, isn't it? So. Yeah. But li- Liam, so let's, let's go through what we got this year. Right. So, Liam... What did you get from the uh, lads? From you guys, I got a Takara Encore Omega Supreme, and oh if, yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Like I said to you guys when I opened the box, I actually gasped because I had no idea. I was confused, and when the box came to the door, even though Nick had sent that message, I still wasn't quite expecting anything. If that makes sense, and mm-hmm. so it was when it came in a Hasbro Pulse box. My first thought was, "Oh God, have I drunk bought another one of those Jurassic Park <laughs> crossover sets?" <laughs> And so that's what I was expecting to see when I, mean, I opened it. This part is that would have been fine too. You know, like, oh yeah, all right. I was like, oh no. Bought another not... black Zarek. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just opened it and I saw it and I went, oh, like that. Because it was a complete shock. Because at that point, I still hadn't registered that it was a birthday present. Because when the message first came through, Nick said he got a parcel. I had, I've got a PlayStation, hadn't I, earlier that day. And so right. I assumed he knew that for some reason. And so it hadn't, you know, it hadn't yeah, caught up. The, the PlayStation was not from us. No. <laughs> But you've you've never owned a G1 Omega Supreme, have you? No, it's like one of the last real grails I've got. You know, there's lots of toys I would like to own, but this is a toy that's a real grail that I've always wanted to own since I was a kid. And I think I've told the story many times where I saw one at car boot, but the uh, the black one uh, is it the converters? Probably grandstand converters Omega Tron, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I ummed and ahed over it for a minute and went, oh, it's not the right color, and then went away and then came straight back to get it and it's gone. And then I always think of that moment. Yeah, the thing is, I wouldn't even want the black one. It was just that moment to be able to experience the toy. It suddenly mm. came over to me, the realisation of what it was. It's like, oh my God. So yeah. now that you've experienced it, I saw your uh, photos up on Twitter just a, a little bit earlier. Uh, what do you think of it? It's incredible. It's it's somehow even more amazing than I could have ever imagined it would be. Because it's just, there's so much to it. And it's so unique yeah. compared to all the other Transformer toys. It's just, everything about it is different. The way you have to sort of build it. It's got a little motor function. It, it turns into a train track with a tank and a rocket. There's, you know, everything, everything about it is just fun, and it's so loud and clicky. It's a, it's a really nicely made toy, I think. Like it's superb, very, very different, obviously, to a lot of G1 toys uh, in so many ways. Really unique, but I don't know, just exceptionally well made, exceptionally well thought through, and just so many little details that kind of come together really nicely. He looks massive, despite not being massive, you know, because we've got Titan toys. Right, right. That's a very good point. He has a certain mass to him where it just feels like a large toy in your hands, you know. There's something about it, and it's just amazing. Like, I've literally been looking all night, was in awe looking at it, because it's that cool. Can you explain why, um, why it still has that effect? Because you obviously own the Titan class Omega Supreme, which is a highly accurate and very articulated big big toy um and now you've got g1 omega supreme which is lacks a lot of articulation uh, maybe isn't as screen accurate and uh, is is a good deal smaller and maybe in places more fragile so how how does how do you think it's managed to maintain that all for you then all of this stuff for all of us comes back to as being a kid wasn't it that's how we all got into transformers and that's where our enjoyment of it comes from still. 
And Titan Class Omega is a toy that was announced and made when I was a grown up. So my whole view of it is seeing that it doesn't have the nostalgia factor for me as the toy in the same way. I don't have that connection to it where when I was a kid, I saw it in the cartoon and wanted it. And I knew it existed as a toy, but it wasn't never released here, was it? So it was one I'd never been able to get my hands on and I'd always wanted to. And even as an adult, when I could have bought it, I never did for whatever reason. And it's just always been that thing where the child inside me still wants to own it and experience it. Yeah, yeah. Like that. There's like there's a di- completely different feeling to get in a modern version of it, which is just like you can appreciate it in a different way. Like, wow, that's a it's a cool thing, but it's not that toy. It's not connected to my childhood love of Transformers in the same way. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it does. I, I I've recently owned the fans' toys Omega Supreme, the absolutely gigantic Terminus Giganticus thing, and that was massively impressive inspired me to do a lot of very different style photographs that I hadn't done before but I think I'd still be impressed with a G1 Omega again I've owned G1 Omega in the past and it strikes me as the same as Ultra Magnus when you put the cab robot in when you attach all the accessories and everything clicks into place finally pop the head on top it's a wow moment and it's the same when you connect his legs and you put the tracks on the back put the clips on pose the arms and the rocket hand it's just wow it's not massive you're right but it feels massive it just looks like such an impressive toy, even if yeah. it just stands there. Yeah, and there's there's a feeling, like, just to go back a little bit, but it's like um, if I were to look at, say, the Masterpiece Datsuns, I'd say they're amazing and I love them and I can appreciate by every metric they're better than the vintage toys, like the articulation and that stuff. But when I see a vintage Datsun, it sparks something inside me where it just lights yeah. up and I just get this feeling, this warm feeling of, you know, just pure love and just excitement for that toy. It's like, wow, this is a cool little toy again. And it's a completely different feeling. And it's the same with Omega. But yeah, it's, it has such mass. And he's got these cool little curved boots as well. It just tickle me. The, the boots I love. <laughs> I, I, there's something about the way... I, there's a very satisfying click to the boots going on to... Like the actual feet, uh, the sort of bottom of the feet going on to the bits that clip around his ankles. Yeah. I love the way that you clip them in at the sides and then plonk the feet on the bottom. Uh, and it's a really satisfying click just there. I absolutely love it. Uh, I do think combining him into robot mode uh, and the way it all slots together so perfectly is something that very few toys manage to achieve quite as well. It's just, uh, yeah. it's excellently done. And the the Encore version, to be fair, you know, we've talked in the past about how Encore is kind of a bit spotty at times. I, I think that's possibly one of the best encore releases in terms of qc and quality and all of that kind of stuff it's lovely and they've given him a face for this one haven't they That's- they have yeah it's a bit of a bit of a retool so they've redone the face so the original one is just sort of um doesn't really have a face at all just like a visor um and you know from there obviously they kind of interpreted it for the cartoon whereas for the encore version they've actually molded in um it's not much of a face is it it's just like a suggestion of one yeah. but it's it's quite different to the vintage release uh and it's clearly modeled after his cartoon look it's not to the level of like um i think i think actually it's quite tastefully done as in like i was thinking about it before and they, they could have easily just put like a sticker or something on to make it look like exactly like the cartoon and that would have been a bit of a travesty i think but actually this is a really nice kind of halfway house where it's just a little bit of suggestive plastic molding behind the kind of windscreen if you like uh, and i think it looks really really good yeah i love it it looks like it could have been the face of the original if that makes sense it's got yeah. that it's very in step with the style of the toy and I, I really appreciate that like if you took say i don't know 
Ironhide and Ratchet and gave them the cartoon style heads, it would look really weird. Yeah. I think it's the same with Omega. They've given him a, a face that you could imagine was made for a G1 toy. Yeah, I think that's exactly... Yes, that's a, a good way of looking at it. It's a face that looks like it should work on a G1 toy, but is clearly kind of inspired after the cartoon. So it's it's a kind of a nice halfway house, whereas the original toy was just sort of... um. I don't know, like it, it was clearly like an automaton as such that that didn't have any kind of face. Uh so but but still really nice. I mean I have the Encore now. I had the original Omega, uh the vintage one for years. I actually don't know where I got it. Um I was thinking about that, which is when you were talking about before, like where did that toy come from? Because it's definitely not one I had as a as a kid, but I picked it up obviously somewhere along the line, um, secondhand or whatever it was, never had it new. Uh, and I sold that version to a mate of ours who's in the birthday group, actually, um, who's, you know, really happy with it. Um, and then when the Encore one came up, I was like, yeah, no, I kind of need to own that again. Um, but like you were talking about, Mass, I've had Terminus Giganticus as well, the Fans Toys one. And uh, I totally got you what you're saying there, because I have to say, I love that thing. Um, it's a, I still have it now, remarkable, beautiful toy. Say what you will about Fans Toys, but when they nail it, they do a good job of it, you know, and, and this one I think is quite spectacular. But still, what's weird is that when you look at G1 Omega next to it, there's still a presence for G1 Omega, despite its small stature, that almost surpasses the Fans Toys effort. It's really kind of weird to say that, considering that the Fans Toys one is literally like two feet tall. Do you think that's an element of personality? Because when I look at it, I think it's bursting with personality. Whereas mm. when I look at the Siege one and the Fans Toys one, I see something trying to be the cartoon, right? You know what I mean? It doesn't feel like its own thing. It feels like it's trying to replicate something else. Yeah, it might be some element of that. And I also yeah. think that people looking from the outside, maybe who don't have an affection for G1 toys, might just interpret that as us saying the weirdness, uh, weird proportions and foibles of the toy are what you're calling personality. Yeah. But no, I, I'm with you on that. And I think if I was to go and get an Omega Supreme again, I would go for the Encore version over a vintage one. Yeah, because I, I love the Siege one. I think it's fantastic. And the, the same with the Fantoys one. I really like that too. It's just when I look at them, I think of the cartoon and I think of it in a different way to when I look at the vintage Omega toy and I'm like, wow, it's just its own cool thing and did it first. So I think there's just a certain kind of personality and charm to it. Do you know what I think it is with some of those old G1 toys is they have a quality that is sort of lost in Transformers now. And that's not just me being rose-tinted, nostalgic glasses and all of that kind of clobber. I think there's there's something weird and alien-esque about some of those early toys yeah. that is a kind of quality that some of the like the Marvel comics and stuff from the time kind of captured it nicely. But the cartoonification, if you like, there you go, that's a, that's a word for you. Uh, the kind of cartoonification is, is kind of, it's it's made them more I don't think it's bad at all. I you know, I like it, but it's made them more accessible, more humanoid, more kind of personality driven, which has been good for the franchise as a whole, but it's lost that kind of weird alien esque quality yeah. that some of the original toys have. I like that effect uh, in the cartoon. When I watched Omega in the cartoon, I remember loving the fact that he had a face and that he was more in line with the whole uh, G1 Sunbow sort of tr Transformers yeah. animation look, but yeah, no, I mean I'm, I can see uh, Siege Omega behind Liam in in his webcam. You, you and can I see just it think, for all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and it's it. Trip I'm looking it. at the backpack and the yellow clips on the front, and it's so funny because that was originally on the first run of that toy as a Mechabot One, uh, 
because there were massive clips that it needed to have that backpack attach. And that's just become an aesthetic signature point of mm. Omega Supreme. So that they now, even if it doesn't have a physical clip for the backpack on that toy, there's no parts forming, they have to paint that bit yellow because it's the clips on the original toy. I just love little things like that. And, and obviously the big yellow clips that go on his calves and on his shins, you know, they're just part of his look now. I know. I, I love stuff like that, that all hails back to the original toys. I was laughing recently, uh, you know, looking at that legacy Blitzwing and the fact that it's got, they've, they've, <laughs> they've molded in, they've designed in a little plain cockpit in yeah, the tank, in mode, tank mode in the front of it. Which, um, you know, purely to replicate the animation model, which is hilarious because the animation model mistransformed the G1 toy because the cockpit should have been at the back, of course, on the toy because the actual correct transformation has it at the back. But they, it's just, it's such a wonderful uh, sort of series of errors, if you like, that have led to this point now where the new toy, nearly 40 years later, replicates something that was a mistake to begin with. Um, but even better, even better with that Legacy Blitzwing is the fact that it's a faux piece as well. It's actually, they, they've put It's in, amazing, yeah. yeah. I, I'm it's like, a complete opposite to its original inception as a piece that we just can't hide it. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it's just right, right there. It's like, I don't know if I'd call it the wrong type of nostalgia, like the wrong thing to reminisce about. It's like, oh, lol, remember when we all used to die of gangrene? Wasn't that great? <laughs> it's like, why focus on it? I'm glad it happened, though. I mean, I'm glad it happened. It's brilliant that there's a blitzwing like this. But I, I, I don't know. It's a funny one. I'm glad it exists. But it, it's like, it's a very specific piece of nostalgia. What I find strange is that that's the bit that they went for and that they kind of modelled into the tank mode. And and people are saying, oh, it's cartoon accuracy and this, that, and the other. But the funny thing about it, in my eye, is that the rest of the tank looks nothing like the cartoon. I mean, <laughs> genuinely, nothing. It's not even the same model. Or the, the original tank. toy. Yeah, or the original toy. It's a different model of tank. There's very little kind of cues or whatever. So normally when something is cartoon accurate, you know, you expect some slavishness or whatever. But it's it's just a completely different shape and everything. The only bit that is cartoon accurate is this fake piece to replicate the cockpit that is a mistake to begin with. So I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying it's bad at all. That's not my my message. I just think it's such a strange thing. And what I love is not so much, it's not me poking fun at it or anything. Maybe it is a little bit, but I just, I just love the, <laughs> probably is a little bit, but I just love the process that happens over 40 years of this franchise right. to get to that point where that is a yeah. thing. And you see, and it's just exactly what you're saying about Omega, isn't it? Where there are design yeah, cues in the clips. new toys. Yeah. That that harken back to something, and it's just I don't know. For me, having been around since the beginning of Transformers, that's what's fun about it is to recognise those little cues and things that make it bizarre. I quite like on the Siege one those clips now. They're missile launchers, aren't they? Which is like a recurring thing in Transformers now, where that's cool. Everybody's got breast missile <laughs> rockets and stuff. Breast rockets. Is there no feeling of? looking at that uh, vintage Omega Supreme and thinking, well, it, it does so much less than the modern version. Because actually, one of the discussions we've had recently is how modern massive Transformers kind of miss a lot of tricks when it comes to being a playset. So you were saying that about the arc and how there could be so much more play value injected into these really massive Transformers. Is that the case with the Siege Omega compared to the, to the vintage? No, no. Actually, Siege Omega is a funny one because... It's pretty much got everything of the original toy other than the um, mechanical feature. Uh, it doesn't ride around. But then it adds new things to it, like the track 
is up on little um, scaffolding that goes round. Uh, you get countdown with it. There's little things like that. It adds little bits and bobs. There's MicroMaster connections and stuff like that thrown in. It did seem like it was a lot of yeah. fun, actually, from you know bits I've seen of it. I've never owned it, but from and people, things people have said to me about it as well, it seems like it was a real hit. Yeah, yeah, it's a great toy. Did he um, Did he say he'd never owned it? <laughs> Do you think that would fit into budget for next year's gift? We should start <laughs> writing these things down. It's probably <laughs> buying it by, by the time people are listening to this. He's already got yeah. it. <laughs> See, this just proves what a falsehood this whole line of joking <laughs> is, because... No, I'm not. I'm not. I've no plans to own a Siege Omega Supreme. Maybe in 20 years. We'll talk. Ah, uh, there we go. This is the beginning. Maybe in 20 years. It's gone from this not getting the it beginning. to yeah, I'm, maybe. I'm laying down an elaborate 20 year plan right now to buy myself a Siege Omega Supreme, but I'm just playing the long game with it. <laughs> the very, very long game. But no, putting them together, so, I was just so amazed by the fact that it was actually in my hands. It's just this, I don't know, nearly 40 years, I suppose, of just thinking about this toy off and on and wondering what it'd be like and mm. it's it's really funny how something like that just having your hands can instantly take you back to various points where you thought about you know as a kid and looking at the catalogs and wondering where it was and looking in the comic and seeing him in the comic going where's the toy of this and of course you didn't get the instructions from nick um did you have any issues like putting it together and, and transforming it or getting it to clip together anything like that no, no. The only thing that flum- flummoxed me, there we go, that's a word I ain't using yet, was, um, you know, just attaching the leg pieces at first because they have to go in in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to realize I hadn't extended the tank tracks all the yeah. way. I was like, why aren't they slide on? So that took me a moment. But everything else, it just, whoever designed it, designed it knowing kids were going to play with it. So everything seems to go where you think it would go. It's great like that. I really like that. <laughs> Moving on to Sixo, what did you get from the gang who struggled so much to get ahead of you in the game and get you a toy that you didn't have yet and then gift it to you before you had the chance to buy it and pay for it yeah, yeah. Well, uh, as I say, so there were, there were two things, which was really lovely, uh, both ones that uh, had come up in conversation, uh, you know, in the various sort of threads and stuff that we, we have with friends. And uh, number one was... Uh, well, I'll, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go with that one first. It was um, Alternator's Hot Rod, yeah, uh, minted toy. seal box, which is very nice. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one actually. I haven't actually opened that one yet. I've been uh, quite busy the last week or so. Uh, I was looking at it earlier and thinking I might open it tonight actually. Um, but it's yeah, it's, it looks superb from what I've seen so far. Really, really quite gorgeous. And this is a funny one because of course we did. Well, all of this harkens back to that blooming Binal Tech episode. Yeah, yeah. It? We, <laughs> oh. S- so much to answer for that episode. We we keep talking about it, honestly, but it was like a real watershed of this podcast. I think in so many ways, not just the enablement and the, the buying of toys that has kind of ensued from that episode, but just so much about it. Uh, so yeah, many of you will know that I've been on a real Binal Tech kick uh, as a result of that. And I have actually one toy that I'm still looking for, which is Hound, Binal Tech Hound. Uh, that is the only one now and uh but i had said i wasn't going to get alternators rodimus or hot rod uh but maz has been posting lots of pictures of his which made it look very very tempting and you've been doing your best to kind of enable me on it yeah well i I spent years not being interested in either just thinking that kiss players rodimus was obviously the better choice because it had a realistic deco and it was covered in paint 
all that kind of stuff came with the extra accessory that you know fishing rod that turns into his pipes i thought yeah well why would i get the alternators one and then it happened to come my way as part of uh, the vinyl tech clear mirage and alternators mirage in a lot of three i couldn't resist at the price thank you steve and it um it blew me away just because the red is different and the flame deco uh, was unexpectedly not at all tacky, but really lovely. And of course, it matches all the flame deco that the Kiss Players one also has on on the hands and the arms. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I couldn't get over how nice it actually looked. And uh, I felt like it was underappreciated in the same, existing in the same universe and timeline as that Kiss Players Rodimus. And hearing you say you weren't going to buy it... Um, I just got the feeling that you might be missing an opportunity to have the last version of what is probably the very best alternators and vinyl tech mold. It probably is. Let's be fair. It's it's the it's the most accomplished in a lot of ways, yeah. and it's it's definitely a personal favourite of mine. I mean, I, I you know I love Mirage, I love the Clear Mirage, I love mm. the Kiss Players one. I've always loved that Kiss Players Rodimus. It's always been an absolute favourite toy of yeah. mine. I remember getting it the first time around and just being blown away. It's I think the epitome like... of the word lush, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. I think I like it more than Mirage, actually. The red. Something about the red and the stripes have, has just always appealed to me. I think the head sculpt is is great. Um, and this is the funny thing about Kiss Players for me, is that whenever people are like, ooh, Kiss Players, and I get it, because the fiction is is just... Yeah, let's not even go there. Yeah. But the toys removed the fiction from it entirely. The toys are actually great. You know, there's some mm-hmm. really, really love. I mean, it's not a very large toy line, obviously, but there are some amazing toys uh, in that lineup. Leave, leave the little, uh, you know, little figurine human figurines it, in the yeah. box and all of that. You know, but the the robots, fantastic, and and Kiss Players Rodimus. My God, what a toy! So yeah, I guess I had kind of convinced myself that it just wasn't needed and that it was never going to surpass the version of that toy that I already had. Um, and I, I, it's funny because even back in the day when I collected Vinyl Tech the first time around, I remember seeing the Alternators Deco and thinking, well, just, just not as good. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to be like a cheap um, alternative or whatever, you know. And uh, I have to admit, first impression, seeing it in hand, all right, through the bubble, it's pretty lovely. Uh, I'm quite you, taken with You can it. see how people who would have attended SDCC that year, even if they didn't have the intention of going home with that, because they probably felt the same way as we did, would have seen it and thought, actually, that's really smart. I think yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, have definitely. That. And of course, the artwork on, on the box is is gorgeous too. Yeah, we it's good artwork. In the pub. Yeah, yeah, really lovely artwork. Uh, I think the whole presentation, they're funny boxes, those, because they're, they're not collector orientated at all, really, because, no. you know, in order to unseal the things... Uh, you know, the, the whole, Vinyl Tech got so many things right from Takara in the, you know, the, the boxes, everything, the way that they unpack, the way that even the, the kind of plastic casing inside them unfolds. It's all designed to be able to put the toys back in, should you wish. And as someone that's, you know, soon to be moving house, that's, it's been a godsend. Of all the toys I'm packing up, Vinyl Tech is by far 100% the easiest to repack into boxes so they really kind of nailed it with that collector orientated aspect of the line i think whereas alternators um you know they they changed the pack first of all they changed the packaging multiple times over which in a collector orientated line is a bit of a no-no but Mm. then uh the fact that the final bubble boxes are just you know you have to actually cut them don't you from the bottom I, i find it's sort of twofold you have to undo 
the box at the bottom to get to the kind of little plastic tabs for yeah. the bubble, but then you have to actually sort of actually cut around the bottom of the bubble to be able to get into it. And I've I've after having done this several times over with different alternators or whatever, I've kind of got quite a good method for it now. But it's still it kind of is what it is to a super extent. messy, isn't it? Um, yeah, it it is. Yeah, it's not a, an enjoyable process, but hey, uh, if you want to keep the boxes or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I can see from the box it presents really nicely. My feelings aside about unsealing it and all of that, it looks amazing in You're the box. You're going to leave it sealed, honestly. aren't you? You're no, I'm definitely sealed. not. Definitely not. I'm, I'm too. I'm actually really excited to take some pictures of it. Can't yeah. wait. I'm thinking that I might do a bit of a gallery about it and stuff. Um, so yeah, it could be you know a few pictures this week. I think um, that's the one with the number plate too hot, isn't it? Oh, now you're telling me. I don't know actually. Yeah, because um, Mirages is the Great Lakes, the Michigan one, and right. um, I can't remember what the Kiss Players one has as the number plate. But yeah, I think the the license plate on the Alternators one is too hot, which is cool. That's kind of yeah, I'm into that. Why not? So the Alternators one is the one I had, and it was purely for the flame on the chest. It was right. That's, that's such a part of Hot Rod for me. I was like, oh, it's there. Uh, it's a funny one. I, there was a bit of debate, actually. I think, Maz, was it on your pictures that you posted on Twitter not so long ago? And it it kind of created a lot of debate. I remember joining in with some of it about should Hot Rod have flames or not and the fact that actually the Kiss Players one doesn't. And a lot of people were sort of saying, it's just not Hot Rod to me without the flames. And I, and I respect that. I understand why people feel like that. Uh, if anything, that's bizarrely what attracted me part part of the way anyway to the kiss players one was yeah. that i liked that they went without uh without it's the flames a, for that it's a funny line to make that stand and die on that hill mm. for when you're mm. looking at alternators mirage and how successful that is it's not a circuit racing life. car it's not right. an f1 car it's yeah. not an indy car the head sculpt doesn't even look like most of the mirages you've ever seen and yet it's a banging mirage this is it and uh, well it kind of plays into that whole do you or do you not want um, you know, repro stickers on your Vinyl Tech Jazz to make it look like with all the Martini livery and all of that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's that similar debate. Um, but, you know, I think this is possibly people approaching it from an angle yeah, that, of course. you know, different angle, different kind of feeling about the character first, things like that. Maybe if they're not familiar with the original toys. So I, I respect it. I get where people are coming from. But I actually, one of the things I always liked about Kiss Players, Rod, was that it it was just that bit different. Didn't have They're both know. beautiful. They're both yes, they wonderful are. That's toys. the key thing. They are both yeah. exceptionally pretty toys. And it's nice to have the two options. So you can have yeah. the flame if you want it, or you can have... That we can have both. <laughs> yeah, that's the best option. Both. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't it really kind of speak back to an era which is long gone now, actually, where Takara Tomi and Hasbro both did really their own thing with some of these toys yeah. and both did it extremely well. Yeah. And actually, very often, there was quite a lot of joy to be had in either celebrating one or the other or just both, you know, just being like, actually, they're both good. Yeah. For a while, Trax was yellow for Takara, blue for Hasbro. And I was like, brilliant. You know that's that's really cool, and then tracks it was blue for Takara as well. Yes, so, yeah, but it, lots of toys really at the time. I don't know. It just feels like that was a real golden era of that stuff where it was like Takara Termi, well, the Takara version or the Hasbro version. You know, which do you prefer? Uh, and we don't get that anymore, which is kind of, in a way, I feel like is a bit of a shame. Like a lot of Unicron trilogy stuff as well. Picking that up, it's I, I'm always fascinated to look up and see what the differences are. If anything, I'm sort of disappointed on some toys where 
I, uh, you know, I look it up and it's like there are minimal differences between the two, you know, and it's just yeah. like slight sort of paint applications you, or whatever. I'm, I'm guessing you do that on TF Wiki. You look it up and very often, yeah, yeah. What I love is that as great as TF Wiki is, I mean, the people who run it, um, none of them have all the toys. So they they do the best they can with the contributions they have and what they've owned. So there are occasions where it will say that and then you'll discover something. And that's why I love the idea of getting all these Takara car robots because even with the toys where it doesn't look like there's anything different, there might just be one thing, you know, just a a little something that no one's noticed. Fine, in the case of Indie Heat, it was that they got the molding totally wrong and it's got a bent up rear wing on everything. But it's something that's now... We can document and verify and say that's a difference and we can put more information out there into the fandom. So, yeah, I love that there's been differences. I mean, you look at Generations for years, like it was a completely different toy when it went, since it was a Takara release, wasn't it? Every yeah. single time up until they decided to unify it. And I've, it was for years I would do this by the Takara ones because it felt like that was the one where it was lent more into what you would want as a collector. I must admit, historically speaking, Takara was always more my thing, you know, in terms of the two decos. I always seemed to have swung that way back in the day. Uh, you know, Binal Tech was a big part of that because it was all metal and whatever else. So of course, you know, that was kind of where the, the focus went. Uh, but even now, you know, again, with Unicron Trilogy, uh, very often I find myself swinging towards the Takara one, not just because they're more cartoon accurate, because that's not necessarily such a concern for me with Unicron Trilogy, but just because I often think that the decos look nicer as well, stuff like Scorponok and things like that. I just think that the Takara versions often present really yeah, nicely. That Energon Megazarek hasn't really left my thoughts since um, since we looked at it on the last episode. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there has been a positive going the other way, as they do now with Generations, for example, whereas the Hasbro versions are better you know, they seem to have a little bit more paint than they would have had if you went back to Titan's Return mm. and stuff. And I think that's because they are released by Takara as well, so they work together. So I think yeah. that influence has been really positive. Like, if you look at Studio Series uh, Hot Rod, I don't imagine it would have looked quite like that if they were still doing different things. I imagine that's what the Takara one would have looked like, whereas the Hasbro one would have probably skipped a few things and added some more different stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, it's reduced the need to import, which is never a bad thing. Right. Yeah. It was around Triptychon, wasn't it? Titans Return Triptychon. It was that kind of area. I remember that Triptychon. That was the one that had no differences. Yeah. yeah, that was the first Titan that was that was the same. I remember that being like a big conversation at the time of are there any differences and people people buying both essentially to try and compare them and it was like no, they're the same. Because I think is is it Power of the Primes? I think is where they started doing everything together. I'm sure it's there. I think that Probably was the first one. because uh, yeah, but I mean, just speaking of Triptychon. Um, I have to thank Triptychon for giving us one of the finest moments ever in the Transformers fandom, where one poor beggar got his from Amazon, <laughs> looked at it in the box, and then posted on TFW to say, um, my Triptychon is, is misassembled. You know, the, the head's on backwards. So I took it out of <laughs> the box and realized it was on backwards, put it back and returned it to Amazon. And, oh, and has this been documented? And the next poster just said, yeah, the head twists. Yeah, the head is on backwards in the box, yeah. You have <laughs> to just turn it around. Has this been documented? It's just but, become a mantra. <laughs> I remember reading that. I was in, I'll be honest, it's a bit mean, but I was in stitches. You know, I didn't I'm, comment I'm still on laughing. Everything, but it was, fu- I mean, you have to laugh, don't you? You have to laugh at this stuff. And I think it was funny. And to be fair to the poster in question, I think they saw the funny side of it as yep. well. 
Um, and hopefully before they received their replacement Triptychon, which also would have had its head on backwards. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And every it's subsequent one. Just wonderful. Do you know what I mean? It always reminds me of, bless him, the late tea cracker, uh, you know, who sadly is no longer with us. But lots Rest of people. Yeah. yeah, lots of people remember tea cracker uh, in the fandom. Yeah, he was a wonderful photographer and a very uh, enthusiastic presence in the fandom. And uh, but yeah, he I remember he got masterpiece Cheetor, and uh, was was I think dismayed to discover that the legs were on backwards, so modified his and what have you, and then posted about the fact that he had to modify his masterpiece and that you know it wasn't wasn't good for a toy of that kind, etc. And then of mm-hmm. course people came out in droves to point out that actually that's exactly how the toy is, and that the the hips kind of swivel around uh, as part Gosh. of transformation. So, whoops, uh, but yeah, it's. It is what it is sometimes, isn't it? So, what else did you get other than old, old Roddy? Um, so, I, yeah, I got I got uh, the old uh, the old Roddy, which I'm very excited about, and I also got uh, actually another hot rod. I hadn't yes. even thought about the fact that there was hot a theme. Rods. Yeah, yeah I, do you know that's bizarre? And I'm going to sound kind of stupid now, but this is actually the first time sitting here. Um, I mean, I had a couple of beers by this point, so maybe on the night it just hadn't occurred to me. But it was another hot rod. Um, so the other one was United Hot Rod. Which is very exciting, and it's the one that comes in a three pack with the Retgar and the cup um, from 2012, I think it is, or 2011. Uh, I looked it up the other day to That's remind mad. myself. Five <laughs> years after the molds first release, they yeah, yeah, still yeah, yeah. pumping yeah, yeah. out still, repaints. Of that still pumping them out, and yeah. a really nice one as oh, well. Can I say? Glorious, I mean, absolutely amazing. So it's part of a three pack. Uh, you know the the United line, which did do some amazing redecos and stuff. Anyway, I mean, I've kind of was looking at United Grapple the other day and thinking how nice that is and things like that. This is where we had that, the Exelon. Do you remember in the last episode when I said I thought there was one of the... Um, right. What was that? I can't remember what he's even called. The shot's gone. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. there's an Exelon one. And that looked amazing, the Axelon. It looked so much better than Sharkticon did. Yeah, they did They did some really cool stuff. It was kind of, you know, just quirky redecos and things like that, which is really cool. And then, yeah, so the, the hot rod is blue. All blue, clear plastic... Uh, what's weird about it actually is that even the joints and stuff are clear plastic so it's even got like clear plastic where you know they might have been tempted to put opaque plastic or what have you which uh, inevitably when you post pictures of it I've already had the first slew of comments of like oh yeah. well that's that's going to break you know that's going to crumble well I just think you need to be told and... I mean you might have been in the hobby <laughs> yeah, for a right. couple of decades but I mean you may not know that clear plastic is weak uh, it was new information to me I've got to tell you I no, was... don't break his brain sure. don't tell him about GPS yet just wait yeah. uh, no, just about GPS what I love is that toys which are made of non-gold plastic if you cover them in gold paint suddenly it causes GPS <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. it is funny the old the old uh, need to warn people of that stuff there was one recently I can't comes from a good place doesn't it, it? it comes but, from yeah. an exceptionally good place people are well-meaning they want to warn you uh but yeah but when you when you're obviously well aware of this stuff there is an element of like n- no sure yeah no i i know <laughs> but you know the thing is as well is that yeah I, I get it i get i understand actually why people are concerned about that stuff but i do think there is an element for me of like if it's clear plastic or gold plastic or whatever i still just want to enjoy it do you know what i mean and, yeah. and like if it breaks it breaks and that would be heartbreaking but Come what may, do you know what I mean? And and I'll cross that bridge. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I try not to let it interfere. It, it's true. I, it's and I think that's how I have to uh, enjoy old car robots, Gigatron, because right. it might be like the old um, 
nightmare show on children's BBC or whatever it was where different pieces of him are coming off like the helmet comes off. Yeah, the TV. Skin, then it's, yeah, okay. Well, it's even then the skull's the only thing that's left, but enjoy it while it lasts. Exactly. Side step to the left, side yeah. step to the right. <laughs> yeah, it is a bit. Yeah. God, that is uh, just a blast, blast from like the, the past. Greatest show. Anyway. That guy could be all like over the top acting with like, oh, children, welcome foolish mortals. What's your name? It's like, it's Gary from Leeds. Always <laughs> <laughs> like, on. It's all like super grand. They're just like, yeah, it's Steve. <laughs> Steve from Derby. <laughs> but yeah, United Hot Rod, absolutely spectacular thing. Lots of clear plastic, minty blue, uh, just gorgeous up close. I wasn't quite prepared for how green some bits of it are. So it's yeah. got like a green spoiler. And what's really it's nice beautiful. is it's, yeah, really beautiful. It's got uh, bits of green, uh, kind of clear green peppered in through the blue. Um, almost to the point where I'm not going to lie, you could look at it and think, is this discolored? <laughs> but it's kind of in a re- way that really works. Uh, the the idea of it, of course, is that it's based after the Matrix Glow. So uh, I'm thinking, actually, I should do a picture of it with um, old Shining Magnus at some yeah. point. Yeah, and Clear Hot Rod as well. Crystal yeah. Hot Rodimus reissue. Crystal Rod. Do you know, I've noticed another um, theme here. Uh, these were both actually not things that we went out and bought but rather two of our mates were selling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's definitely like a, a, a bit of a convenience factor to this as well. There's like, and he's sitting there going, I, I already bought these damn things. Yeah, yeah. The, the second of the two, the United one, God, when was it? I, mean, I don't know, but I just remember asking you many times, have you ago? paid for it yet? So can I have it if you don't want it? And you just pulling off major chicanery every time going, I've already answered it. You never had. <laughs> No, no, no. I had, I had said I would take it, but James hadn't asked me for money yet. That was the thing. He was like, "Oh, we'll sort it out when we meet." And of course, with you know COVID and whatever, we'd not met in ages. Um, but it was, it was a long time ago that I remember he uh, first mentioned, "Oh, I've got this, this thing. Does anybody want it?" And I was like, uh, "Yes, absolutely." And um, best no, part was he was selling it individually. He didn't have to get yeah, the whole set. Exactly. That's what I, made it brilliant. Yeah, because I really wasn't fussed about the the Retgar and the cup. To be honest, you know what I mean. Maybe maybe I'll regret that further down the line. I don't know, but it's uh, for now. I'm super happy to just have the hot rod. Yeah. It's just absolutely beautiful thing. I love the mold anyway. It's kind of mm-hmm. come at a really fortuitous time because you know it was only this year through this blooming podcast that I got into classics to begin with. Yep. Um, Thanks. Everyone's welcome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it's been good because I've loved every toy that I've got my mitts on. But th- this and, is the and first I love that you're now asking about um, Henke Wildrider because you've now got. Well, I've now got a couple of this mold, so <laughs> I'll just well, dive in. <laughs> yeah, it does look nice. I must admit, beautiful that Wildrider. This, there's a lot of nice versions of that hot sideburn. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot of nice versions of that hot rod mold. Yes. I, it's. I've I just think... rebought it, so. What, the original? Yeah, yeah, with the upgrade armor. So. Oh, of course, yeah. I saw it. You got it from Izzard, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the oh, sales post deal. today, and I was like, oh, who's replied to the... Oh, Liam. Yeah, Liam's bought it. It's, it's a rare occasion where I actually saw something before anyone else. I'm like, oh, I love it. love it. Great purchase. Great yeah, yeah. Purchase. Bargain I look price, forward to but... seeing your pictures of that. That yeah. looks amazing. Uh, I, I looked up the armor and everything. It was one that sort of skipped me by back in the day, but it just looks amazing. Yeah, completely different time, utterly different time. But it's going to be yeah. nice to revisit that. But that, yeah, that classic hot rod mold is so good. Back mm. when third party was fairly innocuous. 
Yeah. They just make clothes I, I, for other clothes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I actually really look forward to an episode that we should do, which is looking back at landmark third-party figures and ones that... For example, you've just re-bought Feral Rex, and I just think yeah. it would be nice to dedicate an episode one. to like landmark toys yeah. like that. Like your really Quake cool. Waves and... Yes, City Commander. Exactly. Yep. The City Commander, man. That's, there's Function one X, Smart Robin. I think stuff like yeah, that. Would yeah, be... that's a total episode we should do. Yeah. Yeah. I've got quite a few that I could bang on about, no doubt. Monologue on, <laughs> and then rebuy. <laughs> <laughs> right, might be a bit of re-enablement on there. When we did that classics episode, and we just basically both six O and I went off on this uh, purchasing or repurchasing spree. Uh, I didn't have the Rodimus mold in hand again. I'd, I'd had it back in two thousand and six and sold it shortly afterwards, and never had any of the repaints. So getting Henke Rodimus uh, this year, I mean, I, it's such a lovely toy. It's ah, so man, it's good. so good. Yeah, so super beautiful. limited in articulation in some ways, but the vehicle mode is one of the best vehicle modes Hot Rod has ever had. I, I would actually uh, completely agree with that. Uh, the limited, it's sort of limited, but it doesn't matter, the articulation. With G1 I, collectors as well. I was just going to say, articulation isn't everything. It's got more than the G1 toy, I'm happy. But the, the vehicle mode is really where it's at for me. It's one of the best hot rod car modes I've yep. seen on a toy. It's just sublime. And I like that it's not so slavishly G1 yeah. uh, in its way. You know, it's a bit of a stylistic thing. And it's one where... I don't know, like I, I was looking at it, the blue version, the United one, and thinking, and that's kind of what got me on to maybe some of the other recolors, because I was thinking, you know, if they pumped out, like they've done Black Hot Rod and Crystal Hot Rod from the G1 mold, and I love both of those, mm-hmm. if they'd done a blue one, a grey oh, one, a, you know, whatever blue. else, yeah, uh, yeah. Crystal Blue, you know, G1 <laughs> Hot Rod, uh, if they did just kept, like kept doing those recolors of the G1 mold, I would have pink? got all of them. A pink one. <laughs> Shining I, I, Hot Rod. Yeah, man, it would yeah it'd be amazing. I would get all of them, bar, yeah. bar none. I would get every Absolutely, single yeah. one of them. And I'm kind of looking at this, uh, you know, Henke Classics mold as almost a bit of a substitute for that because I still I, I love it in its own right, you know. And and there are some amazing recolors, and there are just certain toys, certain molds that you adore so much that why not get them in every color? Yeah, you know? it's one of the most hot rod hot rods since yeah. the G one. I think it, yeah. it does it better than Titan's Return in terms of the look. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, the Studio Series is, is going for a very specific screen-accurate hot rod, and it does that better than any other hot rod of that scale ever has. But there's something about that vehicle mode on the Classics Henke hot rod that is really in, yeah. the, in the vein of the original, I think. See, for, for me, it's the robot mode, and it's because I think it's... I'm so used to Rodimus or Hot Rod being like quite a curvy robot. Yeah. And with right. this one, he's really blocky. It's, it's almost blocky. like an 8-bit version sort of merge with a space marine. And it's like, there's something... <laughs> it's, what it's an like, analogy. It's like really unique. He's got this almost like Gears of War sort of look to him with the way he's bulk, but it's the way his chest turns into like a really small thing, but it's not just the hood of the car. It's like part yeah. of it. And yeah, I like Everything's that. different. And like, you look at his legs and they are just rectangles, but... It's a really different vibe to. I, I like that he looks like he's wearing massive UGG boots. You know, he's yeah. just like these huge <laughs> boots uh, with little like sort of um, like skirts almost. You know, it's just it works yeah. super, and super and really he has, well. He has the flip out pizza cutter yeah. of doom. It's true. Yeah. The, the flip out pizza yeah. cutter. It's asymmetric when asymmetric yeah. wasn't cool. Exactly. Yeah. There's something about it. But the car, I know what you mean, and I think it's because it's it sort of takes the fictionalized hot rod car mode and 
pushes it to look like a real mm. car. It's, it's got that vibe, hasn't it? It's like two concepts have merged. And, and with Henke chroming the oh, the, wow. the wing, that's just wow, bang It's on. based on a real car, isn't it? The classics. Or it's, it's very like a, similar. A dome. It? I think it's yeah. a dome concept car from Japan that, it, that people have said it's kind of based on that. I mean, it's only the toy that Studio Series Hot Rod wishes that it <laughs> <laughs> Also, shout out to the Batmobile exhaust, which is freaking cool. Right, yes. Yeah. The back end of that car is, is uh, infinitely f- uh, photogenic as well. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, just yeah. A, it just looks good from all angles. And you can't say that about all versions of Hot Rod. G1's got the feet tucked up there, and Studio Series has a whole bunch of gubbins there. But that it looks fantastic. It really does. The Studio Series car mode is... A bit. It's, Moving it's, on. A, it's a miss. So, <laughs> let's be the, fair. On, it's on a the miss. Hot Rod is, is this our next mini so it is a <laughs> 608 Studio Series 86? Yeah, it's a fight. It's, it's what, an alright. Why? He's already put out yeah. so much hate about that thing. I know. Away from hate. the paywall. Why would people pay to hear it? The, the no eight hour mini so of just 608 <laughs> ranting repeatedly. No hate. No hate. It, it's, it's, a, it's a fine. No hate. Fine design. It does many things well. It just does a lot of things. Less well as, as well. Do you know, on the subject of that Studio Series Hot Rod, I always struggle to get it back into car mode the same way twice. Yeah. And then every 20 transformations, it's usually crap. during a really long no, Microsoft Teams that. call. <laughs> yes, you did say it, and it's staying in. <laughs> I actually managed to get it back into perfect car mode. Nothing wow. is unclipped. All four wheels are connected. It doesn't rock. And it's usually in the middle of a Microsoft Teams call, a long one at work. I was like, oh, I've done it. I can't tell anyone, but I've actually managed it. I can't photograph it, but... She just dial us in to that call. <laughs> All joking aside, I think that was my biggest letdown with that figure was the fact that it... I have a real thing about it with, with a number of modern uh, toys at the moment that just aren't much fun to clip together. You know, the transformations may be nicely designed and a lot of the designs are amazing. And I actually do think that the design of Studio Series Hot Rod is very clever. I love oh, the transformation. real magic parts to it, Absolutely it? agree. But the execution... The, well. the way it spins. Yeah. That's true. But the execution of getting it folded up into car mode, I do not find satisfying at all. I actually find it a bit torturous. Just to get it all lined up doesn't work for me, honestly. And, Every uh, now and then it works, though. Every now and then it's just like, yeah. oh, and it's perfect. It's, it's very evocative of MP9 like that, though, isn't it, in the car mode? The amount that's of times you were yeah, squeezing it, trying true. to massage it into, uh, into and, place. And, and, you know, it's a fair point yeah. about MP9. I guess I kind of forgive MP9 a little bit, given the kind of nature of it. Do you know what I mean? And, and how complicated it is and whatever. And I still... And, you're, and you're, are, you are right. It's a fair point. And I do forgive MP9 for it. So why not Studio Series? I guess it was because so many people had said to me, Oh man, this thing's amazing! It's like the second coming of. Hot I think it's toys. because yours had a paint chip, and that really annoyed you. <laughs> the paint chip annoyed me. It, yeah, the paint chip did annoy so me. First thing you did is like, mm, look at that. Mm, that's great, isn't it? Mm. But you know, tabs have broken <laughs> off and stuff since. Yeah, right? that's not good. And it's... I can see that happening. I can see stress marks on mine, and I've got the same little scuff in the face, like mine. Paints, yeah, yeah, just like yours. Yeah, I got a loose leg on mine. See, I have another one in the box, just saved. But you know, I noticed a lot of people doing that buying multiples of the thing I've, I've seen a few people like oh i bought two studio series hot rods i got one to play with and, and then when it wears out <laughs> yeah to break yes. and i've got a second one and i'm like what do you know what i mean like that's i did that i had a sealed one I which is gone but i did first thing i did but i think i did it because i do that with toys i am instantly in love with and i just think this is something special i'd love to have a perfect one as well because you know i know i know me see it's very rare that i do that but 
like you, I think it's we're similar like that. Because I got swept up in the right. I was like, I need another. Yeah, thing. I mean, uh, it's it's very rare that you would buy multiples of the same thing. <laughs> Jurassic Park boy. Oh God. Yeah. Well, you How need many them, are you don't up to you? Now? What? No, I've only got one set. That's the thing. I've I've gone back down to one set. Oh, did you get rid of the extra set you had? Yeah, the extra two. <laughs> 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 yes, those, those guys, those guys went. So, but you know that wasn't the only thing you got for your birthday from us, was it, Sixo? Oh no, I got a bottle of whiskey as well, which was really, yeah, really yeah. nice. Has to be we said. know how to make up a budget. Yeah, yeah, indeed, that's lovely. Very nice bottle of whiskey, actually, uh, which I'm, I'm looking at right now, just over the over the way. So I haven't cracked that open yet. I've not really had the occasion, uh, but I'm very much looking forward to it. So, and just so you know, we did try to go hot rod themed for that as well. Not oh, sure yeah? we succeeded, but th- there was a discussion about making that hot rod themed as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Put a little spoiler on it. You could have just, just got a bottle of Tabasco, really. Right. Called it a day. Put a little paint chip and a visor. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, those of you that know me well will know that I do like a, a bit of a whiskey every now and then. Oh. And uh, so I'm looking forward to cracking that one open. That might be an after we move situation, I think. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I might enjoy a few, uh, a few tipples of that. Um, so, yeah. No, it, it, was a, it was a great birthday. What can I say? Uh, absolutely phenomenal three presents uh really really blown away by it and uh the the two hot rods fantastic i look forward to opening the the alternators one later can i just say i was very jealous of this pub mission that i oh, missed out mate. on watching it on twitter as it was happening like oh, oh do you know, and I, guys. Well, it resulted in the world's best couples photo and the discovery of the world's most discolored seacon yeah that was hilarious that seacon Absolutely hilarious. And so, but you know what was really funny is I posted a picture of that on Twitter or whatever, and so many people were replying, um, oh, I thought it was a real thing, but it's actually discolored, and it was only when they'd seen the actual yeah. real colour where you pull off the leg or whatever uh, to kind of reveal the real colour underneath. Absolutely brilliant. So I did feel the need to say to you, Liam, I, f- I felt really bad after I think I posted, I'd had a few to drink by that point. <laughs> a Nelson gift. A, yeah. a Nelson <laughs> gift at you laughing. Yeah, um, thanks. <laughs> love you too <laughs> oh, I know. that was actually james's corrupting influence he was like because i because i was gonna i think i'd put in i was like sort of what shall i post back and i think i'd put in like a little oh you know like a little gif like that and he was like you should post the nelson thing and i was like genius done and yeah, it made me laugh it. it was very funny I mean, that really ties into this whole thing that meeting up was how at the pub is how most of us got to know each other and um it's it's so much at the center of the continued enjoyment of this hobby. And this whole birthday thing is not just getting boxes sent to people's homes. And obviously, since I moved here, that's how I receive them typically. Or because you're uh, up north somewhere, that, that's how you receive them. You don't come down to civilization Midlands. often. Midlands. Middle but of yeah, nation. being in the pub and handing over presents and being able to witness people open these on the spot is, is a major part of why this is such a fun way of um, of doing this together. So I look forward yeah. to more of that in the future. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Is it, as and when it can be done in person, which you know, particularly in the last couple of years, hasn't always been possible with everything that's you know kind of been going on. But it's definitely a huge part of it. Uh, and I've got some amazing memories. So some of the you know that have obviously been me, but many, many, many that have been other people. And just the level of excitement that you're feeling when you know that the person that's gonna that's opening their presence or whatever you know that they're going to freak out with mm-hmm. with what you've got for them it's just yeah. it's really lovely i wish i'd been there to see alex receive his uncle fort max that would have been that's, something. that was a favorite actually i i was there for that one that was 
Yeah, so basically, long story short, another friend of ours, big G1 collector, never owned a Fort Max. We clubbed together. How did we manage it? I don't even know because Just it doesn't seem like... Very fortuitous listing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It, we came across an Encore Fort Max for, I would say, peanuts, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it was the thing with this was that it was in supreme condition. It wasn't like we didn't cheap out on, you know, it wasn't broken or anything like that. It was mint as anything. And uh, we managed to get it here within in the country within budget somehow. And and this is actually a few years back. This was, you know, probably talking now five, six years ago. The Pendrel uh, years. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, well, we used to all meet in a in a pub in in Holborn, and um, it, it was at a time when I think you could, really could get Encore Fort Max yeah. for nothing. Whereas, still, Liam, I maintain you <laughs> can do it, man. I, I maintain it can be done. It's gonna uh, happen. I think you know, two hundred quid budget for a nice one. Honestly, you can get it for less than that. Um, but at the time, it was really like dirty, yeah, and that's nowhere near what we paid for Alex's one. No, 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 said, yeah. Definitely. But I just remember, um, I can't remember who brought it there, if it was me or someone else. I honestly can't remember. Um, but it came in a bin bag, I remember. We had it in a big bin bag. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, it's time for birthday presents or whatever, and whipped it out. And you could just see his face immediately was like, what the hell is this? Because of the size of the box. Yeah. And i never forget him just like peeling back the layer of the bin bag and the, the wrapping or whatever and just being like, Oh my god! And it was like, it's just like when you watch a a kid, you know, opening a massive Christmas present. Honestly, it was just incredible. But then you get the layers of realization that I have to get this home and yeah. into my collection. I'm in a pub with a G1 Fort Max <laughs> yeah, 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 my, yeah. on my lap. You know? Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I think he said that the journey home to Reading was quite a long, <laughs> was quite a long one. <laughs> Which is quite funny. As was the one from the front door to his collection. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was some consideration about that in his case. But, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? There's been some brilliant ones. The Transformers will return after these messages. Right, well, it's that time for the part of the pod where we talk about our sponsor, which is tonight, tfsource.com, for your Transformers and third-party needs. So, as ever, we're going to take a look at their site and see what they've got in stock and up for pre-order at the moment. So, gents, are you both on the website? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's have a look, then. What is currently taking your fancy? Uh, This is a little bit of a spoiler for later on in the episode, but... um... The first thing and the only thing that caught my attention here that is a must-buy for me now as a result of me buying myself something for my birthday is MP53 Plus Senator Crosscut. There is no uh, way that I can not purchase this now. It is right. stunning. Don't say too much because, of course, as you, as you said, we'll, we'll talk about it more later. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally... Uh, owning the toy that I know that you now own uh, myself, I can totally appreciate yeah. why we, why you would be saying that. But also there's the RoboSend trailer for the uh, de- deliver-it-yourself, cooks your dinner, takes over your life, will eventually rule the planet, transforming Optimus Prime. I mean, I love a Prime trailer. That one must be fun. Does it actually transform itself, the trailer? I presume it must do. I don't actually know, shamefully. I- I've not seen any videos of it or anything yet. I- I'm happy not finding out just that in my head it exists as this self-transforming Prime trailer. Yeah, no, that does look pretty cool. So definitely into that one. Liam, what about you? I'm quite interested in the Legacy G-Hexus. 
Yeah, nice, nice choice. It's so bonkers that that actually exists. It's it's so strange because it, you know, it just looks exactly like the comic. It really does. I'm quite impressed with it, actually. I have to say, Uh, they've done a really nice job with it. There's a couple of little differences on the chest in terms of the color. They've kind of color swapped some of it Mm. a a touch, just to kind of I don't know to to make it work in toy form, maybe. Um, But yeah, it's. I can't get over how Yanaga the whole thing is. Yeah. Just the face sculpt is like... It the expression. Gen- yeah, it just looks exactly like the comic. Yeah. It's incredible. I'm, I'm hoping it's a sign that we're going to see more of this and not just the cartoon. So some more things from the comic and stuff like that. What about you? What have you, you got your eyes on? Uh, well, there's a couple of things. Um, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that, you know, keeping on the kind of Generations theme, that Metroplex, uh, the the Cybertron Metroplex, I just think, you know, I know it's been sort of the talk of the town, that Titan toy this last week or two. It uh, is the town. Yeah, <laughs> it really is the town. It built the town. Uh, I mean, it, I think it looks amazing. I've got to be honest. I know people are like not so sure about the alternate mode. I get why. I think it looks really, really good. I, I'm really into it. I like the aesthetic of it. I, I think it looks suitably slavish, but still different from the original thing. It's a lot bigger as well. I mean, it's not quite, but could almost well be twice the size of the original toy. And uh, yeah, what, what's what's not to love? Do you know what I mean? And I, and I do feel like some of the backlash that it's got is purely as a result of people not wanting it because it's not G1. And I think that's kind of a bit of a shame. The the Unicorn Trilogy star is rising again. Yeah, it really is. And I honestly, the I Energon it's, star. It's, it's good to see. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But it's it's good to it's good to see because um, honestly, uh, there are some great designs in that era, and we've done mm. G one for so long now, so so slavishly that why not? Why not yeah. mix it up a little bit? You know, I own two third party Armada toys, and I made inquiries about. Energon toys this week. What is mm. even happening right now? I was quite impressed with some of the the toys that you were talking about oh, yeah. having an interest in. I was like, oh, here we go. Could be a whole new avenue for you. I look forward to it. I mean, Car Robots was fun. Yeah, but yeah, there's lots of new legacy stuff out at the moment, isn't it? I've got to say, actually, most of the legacy stuff I think looks pretty cool. The Menasaur and uh, Motormaster and that I think looks great as well. I think that uh, Diaclone flavored Twin Twist repaint is going to be an insta buy for me. Oh yeah, nice. Oh yes, because that's Second a fantastic you. mold. Yeah, it's a yeah. great mold. That toy and Topspin are top tier generations class figures. Getting it in that color scheme, knowing how difficult actual Twin Twist is to get these days, and I own Twin Twist back when it came out. It's a brilliant toy, and that is a must buy. Yeah, I've still got it. And I took it off the shelf after seeing that picture. It's like, man, it is still such a fantastic mould to just muck about with. Well, there's all of this and more in stock or up for pre-order at the moment at tfsource.com. So do check them out for all your Transformers and third-party needs, as we say. Lots of great stuff. Also got some weird stuff, haven't they, at the moment, like Citizen Stack from KFC and things like that. which Replacement MMC Feral Rex faces. Yeah. Ollie. What's going on with that? Ollie, yeah. Boys. X Transports Ollie, exactly. I was like, oh my god, X Transports Ollie up for pre order. Have I suddenly gone, uh, you know, is it like the Wayback Machine or whatever? But uh, what's next? Fans Project Function X pre order. Uh, but yeah, check it all out tfsource.com for all your Transformers and third party needs. We now return to the Transformers. Okay, so I guess it's just me left to talk about my present. And um, funnily enough, this was also another item that I was going to buy. Uh, so actually, I'm beginning to think that these birthday opportunities are just 
great chances for people to flog stuff on their sales list and finally get paid for them. <laughs> it but was anyway, this year. Yeah. A big thanks to Mike, uh, who I had inquired with him about the Botcon Pirates versus Knights Knight Jinrai figure, which is the Classics Optimus Prime mold done in Fire Guts God Jinrai colors, just the cab. And I thought, you know, this is a pretty costly toy. And, and he had it for a, a very good price. And uh, I never got around to getting it off him. I was dragging my heels on that one a little bit. And uh, so, first of all, I didn't expect to get a birthday present at all at this pub meet last week. Uh, but obviously, it represented a good opportunity because I was in the country and there was no shipping required, which probably really eats into the budget for my present every year. And uh, not only, not only was it this beautiful Fire Guts God Jinrai Classics mold, but it was in a... Um, it's not Generation Select, so what is it, the, the packaging? Because it's the same sort of brown mailer-style packaging with the spray-painted Autobot logo on the front and the War for Cybertron logo. And they'd actually spray-painted my name uh, <laughs> on the box as well in the same style, which is supremely cool. I can't wait to share photos when, uh, when my collection's back out again. And I opened it, and I was absolutely stunned. Like I don't remember being that stunned at one of the birthday presents for a while. I mean, you guys absolutely smashed it out of the park. And this was a road that I was looking to go down, getting the repaints of Classics Optimus, because I've got Henke Optimus in hand, Henke Convoy. And I, you know, it's hard to forget how good that toy is, but I had forgotten how good that toy is. So much weight to it. And I think, Sixo, you just recently got your hands on the mold for the first time. You can attest yeah. to what an incredible mold it is. Looks incredible in um, truck mode. It's one of the best prime truck modes outside of G1 I've ever seen. And it's it still, nice. it still holds up today. Perfect update. Yeah, agreed. It doesn't have ankle tilts, but it's got everything else. It's really fun to transform, really good posable, lovely head sculpt. And in those fire guts colors, I mean, I remember when this came out, there wasn't a lot of clamor for it. And then I remember uh, Tempting Toys had brought it to TF Nation uh, one year because he had been to the US and secured stock and came over and had a stall people weren't really going for it and uh, it's one of those that you don't think about very often but if you ever happen to pull up an eBay search on it maybe this year or last year you'll see what's happened to the price of these toys and it's one of those you wish you'd bought at the time same with Magna Convoy that's another one that I really wish mm. I'd bought at the time but it was so many years after Henke and Classics you just think is anyone still buying this mold? Okay, fine. It's powered convoy, but it, it's the it's the classic thing, isn't it? Where pardon the pun, where um, it's all the stuff that nobody wants at the time that then suddenly overnight becomes yeah. super desirable, uh, and then suddenly you can't get it for love nor money because the people right. that really wanted it have all bought it, and yep. other people have realised that they can make a bloody profit on it, and they're yeah, selling yeah. it at you know outrageous sums. And think about this mold. It's available in the two colours that people are regularly desperate for. The Powered Convoy Blue Prime Cab and the Fire Guts Orange. It's the it's the colours that we yeah. rarely, rarely get from Hasbro and Takara these days. But they did it on this amazing mold. And there are so many colours. I had actually kind of decided to back out of buying all of the repaints of this thing. Because if you think about all the available ones, the two different versions of Magnus and... I mean, it's even a gold lucky draw one. So you're always, yeah. you're never going to really get them all. But you don't have to get them all. I mean, you can just. Get I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. What <laughs> right. I just realised who it's I was. Not how Maz's mind works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what am I on about? Silly me. So I'm not just looking for a lucky draw, brave Max. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what was I thinking? Uh, you could just get the ones that you like, man. 
you know, just saying. Just crazy talk. <laughs> His face right there. I didn't get where I am today by just buying the things I like. Sorry. Your, your face there. <laughs> Who when I is said this that? talking like in such ways? <laughs> you look like I slapped you clean across the face, honestly. It's just like this look of absolute Absolute disgust. Piffle. You've got to hand in your 3T license if you're going to talk that way. Right, sure, sure, sure. Meanwhile, I'm talking about, you know, versions of Hot Rod or what yeah. have you. But I've got <laughs> yeah. no ambition. Okay, Wild Rider, let's just go straight yeah. to the top. <laughs> well, I've got no ambition to buy all of them, can I say? Do you know what I mean? Just the ones that... And I do like the Wild Rider one, but we'll see. It's a maybe. It's a maybe. But Liam, but Liam, I was... Liam, did you hear me? He doesn't have any ambition to buy all of them. It's true, I don't. He keeps having the word maybe, though, after it, doesn't he? He's like, oh, yeah. well, you know. As often as I hear the word all, yeah. <laughs> or yet. <laughs> how, how, how many do we think he's going to have by the end of this uh, this podcast? So. Maybe is just leaving <laughs> stuff open, that's all. Maybe is like, maybe he's not saying I'm going to. Maybe he's just saying, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Keeping for it open. for most people, that's the case. But with you, we know that's when you say maybe. You, it's just right. when. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a minute. We were talking about Maz a second ago <laughs> and his yeah, I mean, his happen, tendency to to do this kind of stuff. But I was going to say, do you think that it's you were talking about the fact that there are, this mold is available in those two colours that everybody would want any kind of version, or certainly a lot right. of people would want any kind of version of Optimus in? Do you think it's a similar thing to what we were saying about the classics hot rod mold of like you know it's been done in a ton of cool recolors, and if anything. It's not the classic G1 mold, but it sort of supplants it a little bit in that regard. You know, that like you can get a really, really cool, really nice classic Optimus design and get it in Firegut's fire colours, whatever colour you want. You know, well, it's- yeah, and the classic Starscream is the same. I mean, didn't we go through all the plethora of colours that that thing is available in? Like, if it's been on screen as a jet, you can get a classics version of it. And even in all the colours that you didn't know you wanted, you can get a classics version of it. I mean, it's something about that original run of 11 classics toys that those repaints have just been, you know, even what, a few years ago, we got a movie version of that um, prime mould with chromed thighs. So yeah, repaints of that are going to be an absolute pain in the neck to get. I mean, there's even a G2 one. Yeah. G2 prime with the black t- vein at the top. Yeah, the yeah. cloud. Cloud convoy. Is there? Not, oh, right. I mean, okay, it's so nice. Have you seen the Chattered Glass one as well? I'm not normally yeah, into Chattered Glass, but really even that. tough yeah, one yeah, to yeah. get because the On bootleg is very, uh, very common, but yeah. I haven't seen an actual Shattered Glass Prime for sale. That's one I'd look at, as well as the Nemesis Prime one because it's so nice with the silver bits on it. But this uh, this orange one, this Knight Jinrai, has the massive Knight logo in purple on top of yeah. the truck vein which I didn't realise at the time when I was looking it up, but it's actually really nice, like supremely nice. And it's got the uh, Jinrai's head is red, just like big old fire guts. It's such a beautifully done toy. Man, the uh, the night logo is uh, is really cool actually. Isn't it? It's like with the little yeah. wings coming out and the sort of the slightly bigger peaks to the Autobot logo and everything. I like the purple. Yeah, it's it's really nice and. Um, Obviously, if you don't want that on show in robot mode, you can just have it on his back or have it as a gun. Or It's brilliant. It, I cannot wait to photograph that thing with Fire Guts God Jinrai. So is he a pirate or a knight? He's a knight. It's a knight Jinrai. He's a knight. All right. Okay. I mean, photography is a big motivator in what I like and what I want to purchase. And I, I always had this in mind for, for a photograph with Fire Guts God Jinrai. So absolute banger of a present. Bet it's worth yeah. the budget up good. 
<laughs> yes, it did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be honest, most of the stuff that we talked about for you, I think I said to you anyway that you know we'd had a few ideas for you. I mean, your your uh, birthday threads are always quite lively in terms of what are we going to get for him or whatever. Just because, and actually, in a way, this year more than any, I think last year was a kind of real impasse for you because there was a feeling of. I remember last year there was a feeling of not wanting to get you necessarily something G1 because you'd sort of really got to a point, I think, with G1 where you'd covered a lot of the bases anyway and that a lot of the stuff left for G1 was... Super um, expensive. It was just hard to find in that timescale. Yeah, super expensive. But also, I mean, there didn't really strike us as any new molds. Do you know what I mean? That that weren't, well, there certainly weren't, you know, going to run into the multiple hundreds or whatever. But it was all kind of variants of stuff or whatever. And that's yeah. really difficult to do for birthday presents and things like that. And so that's kind of where car robots came from. And I think because you had talked about car robots a bit. I know, I know when you first got them last year, it's worth just going back. I know you were a bit kind of like... Huh? Do you know what I mean? But obviously, I was surprised. I was really surprised, actually. Yeah, I remember. Um, but then it kind of led on to a good thing, didn't it? In a kind of funny way. Yeah, and I'm so grateful that I didn't have to go and try and hunt down a perfect uh, Mac alert. No. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I broke difficult. it straight out of the box, like everyone does in the <laughs> joint, right. but it still works and it's immaculate. Otherwise, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Like when you go back to that and you think about how much that toy line sort of encapsulates everything about this podcast and yep. for you getting it was getting those toys there that really sort of opened the door again yeah i have to admit it was a superb present my the last two years have been brilliant even if i wasn't uh, smart enough to see it initially that was a, a terrific present well i'm pleased to hear that in retrospect yeah. uh, i think this one this year i think what was so interesting was that there was a real focus a couple of the guys were saying oh yeah let's get him something that he's never had before you know that was like mm. a real thing as i said earlier and uh, bizarrely, that sort of didn't end up being the case in terms of a mold. But I know that stuff that was talked about was things like uh, Micron Legend Megatron was mentioned oh, several times. It. Yep, we we looked at quite a few. Um, it just that was a definite possibility at one point. That the the tricky thing, particularly at the moment, is getting one maybe from Japan or whatever mm-hmm. within with the shipping as it is currently. You know, because there are so many fewer shipping options right now with everything going on in the world um so that was a bit of a challenge um and that that's a toy that you could be searching for for maybe six months or so until you find the right one yeah without battery leaking fluid in the in the exactly like you you could get it tomorrow but you either overpay or you get one in slightly less good condition so uh, there was also Optimal Optimus was a possibility that was discussed. Yeah, that would have been brilliant. But I, I would have been really specific about having the box and you know having that electronic on in the corner. I like that voice. That was cool. <laughs> electronic. We, we saw one with a box that I think would have come in near to budget, but just pushed it slightly to the realms of it's just slightly too much. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. um, and then and then yeah, the old uh, the old Jinrai uh, toy came up and. Uh, perfect and it was it was everybody was bought in immediately yeah and you know what it's um it is a toy i already own but it's a mold that i've just gotten again and uh it's it's so pretty and it's so something i probably would have eventually passed on because of price so it's uh it's one of those that if you don't get it under these circumstances because one of our mates happened to have it and was selling it probably wouldn't have got it at all ever so i can see um very fortuitous timing there it really was as well because there was a real desire to get it to get something 
within a time frame because we knew suddenly that we were going to be seeing you uh, you know, just last week or whatever, but it, it wasn't like we didn't know months in advance, oh, we're going to be seeing Maz on that weekend or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so there was suddenly like a real, okay, we're seeing him on this day or roughly at this time span. If we get our stuff sorted, we can have it in hand and ready to give to him a little bit early, fine, but still, you know, that would be a really nice surprise. And I kind of got the impression on the night that you were not expecting that. No, not at all. I think that adds to it as like, what? could also say with that mold i don't know um if you've had enough time with the henke mold yourself now or the classics mold you know how you've got the smokestacks that become the gun yep. there are also like a, a number of configurations where you can put the turning vane on his back with the smokestacks attached there are so many pegs and holes on those two parts and i remember trying to decipher the henke uh, instructions thinking wait how did they manage to get it to look that way it's actually kind of a real bit of a voyage of discovery trying to find the best positioning for those stacks so they're not too high or they're not invisible or it's not falling off the back and the pegs are slightly in the right place but not the right place it's kind of mad that that whole setup with the pegs and the holes on, on that accessory i really like the fact that there's kind of a lot of options for that toy as you sort of said about how you want to display it you know like if you don't want the gun in his hand you know the fact that you can have it as kind of a shield almost the fact that you mm. can you can wear it on his back as well um, I think it's super neat design. Yeah, you can even have um have the smokestacks pointing forward either side of his head as a sort of shoulder yes. cannon laser thing. Yeah, that's cool. I saw I saw someone doing that, and I thought, oh yeah, I need to give that a go. I love the fact that the smokestacks have got like a little fold out stock as well. Yeah. yeah, it's just such a very small little touch, but it's just nice to have that with a gun rather than just being a single piece of that is sticking around. It's a little bit of transformation to it. Yeah, I mean, I've just gotten legacy bulkhead. Um, and that thing cost £30, which is obscene for what they claim is a Voyager-class toy. It's a really nice toy. I love the vehicle mode, I love the robot mode, and I really enjoy the transformation, but it's not £30 of toy. And that comes with accessories like the wrecking ball, which just clips onto his hand, and then also that kind of clear plastic blue gun that sort of acts as a shoulder-mounted thing, but then it just holds as a gun. And I think back to this Prime mold and just the lack of appreciation at the time for what we were getting for the price, the build quality, the longevity of it, and how it still doesn't look dated, and it still, you know, surpasses probably 99% of generations, classics, style primes, third party or otherwise, or official. What an amazing toy, an all-time great, really. It's still the definitive update of G1 Optimus Prime because everything that's come after it has tried to redo G1 Optimus Prime. So it still stands as the one time, like you've got a mainstream toy where it's a a different kind of square truck, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because we've had the other the long nose ones, haven't we? Like the G2 style ones. But yeah. I think that's still the only one where it's really a different one outside of like Cyberverse, other, other toy lines, but in generations, everything else has tried to ape the classic G1 Optimus truck mode. Yeah. And it looks great pulling Laser Prime's trailer or Car Robot Scourge and Thunder Clash's trailer as well. Looks good with both of those items, I might add. It's so chunky, though. The plastic yeah. is so nice. Like, you don't get that yeah. on toys. It's, you miss that glossy, thick plastic. And Controversial opinion time. I think it might be a better-looking truck cab than G1 Optimus's. Fake chest, though, you know. <laughs> lazy <laughs> lazy they gave up they didn't care exactly it was a Friday they just <laughs> fucking off down the pub around about 3pm <laughs> right 
Now, it is, it's a supreme design, honestly. I, I must admit, it's one that I very unfairly um, ignored at the time of its initial release, you know. And uh, it's funny now, isn't it? The things that don't bother you now, or, or not even don't bother you, the things that you look at and you're like, actually, it's pretty clever. But at the time, when you first looked at stuff, it's like, it was a big deal. I remember looking at the kibble on his arms and thinking, mm. eh? You know, how does that, what's that about? But actually now, it's 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 an element of the design that, if anything, I kind of appreciate. Yeah. I think it works really well. It's also a very rare case of an Optimus Prime toy that captures something almost none ever do. So Optimus Prime, the cartoon animation model, he's got very long legs and a very small torso. The classic yes. toy has that, but mm-hmm. almost every other Optimus Prime, it's one thing they always seem to ignore. It's why they never look quite right to me. Like, you know, when they're trying to be very cartoony, it's like they don't have the right proportions. But that one, he's got a really small torso and really long legs, so it makes him look very tall and athletic. It's just You're thinking a, of that like look. classic animation, uh, yeah. cell model artwork of Prime with the that, that yeah. upward elevation, yeah. And it's something that no other toy really captures. Even the masterpieces don't tend to go that route, and it's something that always looks slightly, you know, when you see them trying to copy things, you're like, this looks mm. wrong. But that's and it's probably that it's he just doesn't have that tall look. But well, that you should just put your other primes thing. on higher shelves, and you'll always <laughs> have to look up at them. Get him a fans fans toys little boots to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that'll do it. I would say it's something that MP forty four really kind of swings into. Very yeah, that heavily. one. That like was quite it's close. the proportions on just proportionally. Yeah. That really does kind of go for that route. You know, it's kind of got mm-hmm. the 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 short truncated chest and the really long legs. Um, but you know, MP thirty six Megatron does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know they've all kind of got those weird cartoony proportions and things so that definitely does it but I see what you mean actually I'd not really considered that with the classics design but it definitely does do that all time great and I actually bought myself something for my birthday which I tried to go off the beaten track for my own collection and I bought Masterpiece Reboost and I really uh, struggled to choose between Reboost and Crosscut because Crosscut had just been released and it looks spectacular and now you're going to get crosscut as well. I am. I'm going to have to because Reboost has turned out to be what I think is absolute pinnacle of my my belief of what Masterpiece should be. It's a great representation of the original toy. That's the red Diaclone Honda, which I own, which is what swung me to buy this because I wanted them together to photograph. Again, that's a big influence. And uh, it's not overly simple, but it's straightforward. You don't need the instructions to transform it in either direction amazingly accurate vehicle mode with that cool little uh, scooter accessory mm. a really really good looking well proportioned you know really really good looking is an understatement it's a stunning robot it's just beautiful and it's got great posability really great feel to it paint in the right places yeah, and it's stunning it's it's the best masterpiece i've had since magnus i think and i mean look, I, I loved sunstreaker and i loved megatron but they didn't tick all the boxes that this does as an overall experience at that price. I mean, look, I, I don't want to say that I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't dispute it, though, ever, did I? I mean, I but knew I you mean, were right about I, it. I think, I think people can go back and listen to the previous episodes <laughs> if they want and, and hear the recording of me saying it. So I don't need to say that I told you so. No, people have been saying that about a lot of new toys, but sometimes it's just not possible. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty certain people are going to love that Raiden, but I'm looking at those prices, thinking that's no, 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 for sure. Well, that's another good thing about reboost and stuff, isn't it? It's actually not so no. horrendously pricey. Like it's, it's still not a cheap toy by any means, but it's no. not. It's seventy-five not quid it cost. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's not 
it's not cheap. It's not break the bank expensive either, no. which some of the m- more recent masterpieces have been. Um, so, and joking aside, you know, whatever. I-, I remember saying to you, I think you'll love it, but I'm just pleased that you've got to experience it because I had a very strong belief. I think because of the connection that you have with the Diaclone figure as well, and knowing that that's in your collection, I just had a strong feeling that this particular representation was going to be one that would hit the mark for you. So, oh, they couldn't have done it better. Um, the only thing I don't like about it, and this is a minor nitpick, is that you can't attach all three chrome weapons at yeah, the same time, yeah, yeah. like you can with the vintage. But just the way they hide that Autobot symbol in his collar, just under the under yeah. where the windscreen sits, so you don't see it in vehicle mode, but it's there in robot mode. Very classy. I I, I think there's so much about it. I, I think the leg transformation is really nicely done. Mm. I really love the way that some bits, it's not like Automorph as such, but it almost kind of works like that you know some things sort of happen almost by happenstance as you're kind of Mm. working through it i think it's remarkably simple but elegant but still exceptionally clever the transformation it's just the right level for me in terms of masterpiece looks great feels great displays and poses great and is very true to all elements of the original it's still clever and you can appreciate it but it doesn't need an evening set aside with, a, with an instruction sheet to get through it. Can just pick up and get to the robot mode. And maybe that's just the original Skids Honda design that lends itself to that. Like, I don't know how they would have ever achieved this with Sunstreaker. And Sunstreaker's great, but this is spot on. I don't need to buy all the other car robots back. It's just that one is appreciable by itself, he says. It feels very in step with the Datsun masterpiece, doesn't it? It feels more like that, I think, than a lot of the recent ones. Which is what even attracts me to it again, because I have to stop buying Masterpiece. But I look yeah, at it like, I think oh, so. It feels more like what I've loved about Masterpiece. And yet, um, even though it's exactly in line with that type of design, you hold those two toys next to each other and you transform them both and you will see how far they've come yeah. since yeah. the Datsuns. The Datsuns were always unpleasant for me to turn back to car because of the disconnecting of the waste from the from the hood of the car was always yeah. like, you know, cringe and then snap, did something break? This is um, this is better. This is really elegant. I've, I've got to mm. tell you, I, it's interesting because I've heard a lot of people say, "Oh, it's like a it's like a return to that era or whatever," and I can sort of see why people are saying that. But yeah, I do think that things have moved on considerably as well. But I do also think it, it, it is a result of the characters that they've chosen at different times as well. I think that you know the the Hasui era, as it's commonly referred to, and we're going to do an episode on before too long. Mm was typified by a lot of designs that sort of lent itself to lent themselves to that kind of style of design as well you know like prowl the datsuns all of that uh sideswipe as well you know mm-hmm. they they didn't need to deviate too much from the sort of expected transformation as such whereas you just said as you know sunstreaker is a good example there's there's no way that you're going to get an animation accurate sunstreaker out no, of that no. car without a few surprising yeah. twists and turns and you know the the fact that you've got to like flip the chest round and all kinds of clobber you know the fact that they also incorporated two styles of, of yeah. countash as well yeah. which i just think is amazing it is amazing uh, it's an amazing achievement that time. yeah 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 for sure and had had mine not been just a few qc things short of a wreck i, I might still have it today because it was so pretty mm. and so fun. One of the few I've kept. But I think it's more visually, I think it looks more in step yeah, with those yeah. toys. Oh, visually, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like the later ones have gone very much, they're 
trying to look like the cartoon. Whereas this one, Definitely. it looks like it's gone a bit more back to that where there's, it looks like the cartoon, but with a lot of toy influence, a lot more just detail yeah. covering bits of surface. Whereas Skids suffers for it. Yeah. Skids is, you know, the cartoon head and the, and the two-tone blue, almost lack of detailing on it. And mm. it also is definitely the weakest version of this Honda mold. I think if they do a plus version of that with a toy head and, mm. you know, the more that sort of color. Yeah, because they haven't done a turbo version, yeah. which isn't the screen version. If they if they do like a black skids, it would be, yeah, and it would have the fun. toy head and the bump on the hood and the turbo. kind of, And obviously the skids one doesn't come with a scooter. I know, but yeah. But the two Diaclone ones do. No brainer. Reboost or crosscut. I, I have crosscut on the way, but I have the previous two in hand already. And of the two of them, Reboost is without a doubt. I got them at the same time because that's the thing. They were released on the same day, those two. So it's a really funny situation as well of like, actually, which is the repaint? And, mm. uh, you know, of course, people think of Reboost as the repaint by its very nature of it being a Diaclone uh, toy. But it's by far and away the nicer of the two, mm. in my opinion. By far and away. And just a bit of tiny Diaclone trivia, that red version was the very first Honda car robot that we got, was the red city. Mm. Mm. And I think, True. isn't it that the designer used to own a Honda City R, and that's why he was so keen to make it a masterpiece, and it was red, so he made sure that Reboost was born, and that's that's fantastic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. That's cool fact. Factoid. So there's a lot. Of, there's clearly a lot of love that's gone into it. You can see that they've really kind of embraced the whole design of it. You know, the the kind of quirky car, everything. Um, you know, even the the little uh, the little scooter and all of that. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful design. That just about covers it for this episode of Triple Takeover. We've talked about our awesome birthday presents this year and even a little bit about toys surrounding them. Some interesting things have come up. Uh, if you've received anything cool for your birthday, a Transformers-related item, you know, drop us a note on social and let us know what you've got. Post a picture. I mean, there's no shortage of people telling us how much we are to blame for their recent purchases. I think there's two new ones tonight just while we've been recording. Uh, but uh, I'd like to mention our patreon which you can find at patreon.com forward slash triple takeover where we have our four tiers uh apologetic ramp which is just one pound a month you can say you know you guys are great help us keep the lights on or you've got uh, man in pig where you get early access to episodes and also you can vote in episode polls where you know we give you the choice of what we're going to talk about we mentioned the hasui years of masterpiece that's winning our poll currently or maybe it's 1986 non-movie toys you can have a say uh, we've also got Rats and Cats, which is our third tier. And there you can you can get access to all of what we've just mentioned, as well as bonus outtakes. And there are some pretty good ones from this recording tonight already. And finally, we've got the Six O's Butlers, who can commission dedicated mini-sodes from a list of topics we provide. And then we, we post those mini-sodes, which can range from 15 minutes to 15 hours, something sometimes feels like. <laughs> or if they're really meaty, we'll even convert them to a full-scale episode and you get a shout out but um another perk you get is to be able to ask questions and uh, that's the rats and cats and the six of butlers and we've got a question today from captain ra which is who is your favorite person in the transformers community people like uh simon Furman, bob budiansky guido gidi you know maybe voice actors people you've met at conventions stuff like that uh liam who's your favorite person uh, I'm going to go with 
that guy who showed off the Motormaster transformation recently who said, I hope you enjoy playing with this toy because I find that charming. <laughs> <laughs> what, the designer? Yeah, I was like, That's, that guy gets it. I like that guy. He's my new famous favorite Transformers guy. What's his name, Liam? Uh, Mr. Motormaster? <laughs> it's Motor Master, yeah. yeah. So Master Motor. Yeah. And John Warden. I quite like John Warden because he just, I always feel like the way he designs toys just seems like he's pulled it out of my head sometimes. And he's like quite a cool dude to listen to. So so that guy's name was Takio Ejima, I think it's how you say it. I'm not sure of the exact pronunciation, but that's the Takara designer that designed that toy. Was the Mr. One Ejima, that, uh, you're my favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep <Indeed>. going. <laughs> Forgive my pronunciation if that's yeah. not entirely correct, but that was his name. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. I did I did really enjoy that video. He seemed... Um, I, I absolutely love seeing the Takara designers, Takara Tomi designers uh, in videos and things like that when it happens. Uh, and the Hasbro guys as well. Do you know what I mean? They're just some legendary people behind the scenes uh so it's always cool i think that the the streams and stuff now uh with like mark mayer and people like that you know on it i think honestly i'm sure that it's easy to take that stuff for granted but that is incredible i think that they put that time and effort in so fair play to them for doing that because i just think it's exceptional honestly it's it's above and beyond as far as i'm concerned i know it's all with the intent of getting everybody excited about the product of course but still it's 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 a they don't have to do that do you know what i mean so i think well, fair play to them um I don't, I don't know really man there are so many yeah people like john warden and that that i think interact with the community i think that's really great uh you know people like aaron archer have been doing that for for many years as well and i think that's really commendable um and always great to see um you know i'd be remiss if i didn't mention people like Furman and, and bob budiansky who you know we've obviously seen uh you know in a tfn and that was incredible uh there's something about budiansky and the way that he's just kind of um i don't know the way that he is like it's quite clearly like a day job to him that he had sort of 40 years ago do you know what i mean and there's a lot of stuff i never forget seeing him at tfn where some guy was trying to ask him some very specific question about page 23 of this particular comic and what was going on with that and and he just kind of stopped the guy and was like look you have to appreciate that this was a job i had 40 years ago right like do you remember every single detail of a job you did then no you know, and it was just—I don't know—he's just got that kind of real, yeah. real vibe to him that I. But he still responds I to like. people on Twitter. Yeah, 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 exactly. But that's the thing—he—he—he he, he doesn't necessarily remember it all or whatever, but he does make the effort, and I and I respect that. So I think he's a good guy. And um, do you know, just real quick, I was going to say that I think that a lot of the kind of modern IDW crew are just exceptional, yeah. honestly. I mean, you know, the obvious one is people like James James Roberts. You're doing the 6-0 thing where you over-answer and you're basically just bleeding into my answer now. I'm not, well, I'm I'm not, not going to be able to. to say anything. Okay, well, I won't do that. What I was going to say was is that this week there was a rather obvious example of... Um, and I'm trying to think how to word this carefully, but there was a very obvious answer of someone on Twitter posting something about idw which was a critique and um it got picked up by one of the creators from id idw who kind of said look at the end of the day we're also fans you know we're also in amongst the community and enjoying this stuff and whatever else so you know you can have your opinions about it but don't forget that we're not doing this stuff with any kind of weird intent or whatever we are also 
just very passionate about this franchise. And I think that's something that people just need to kind of remember sometimes with you've all you've of this. You've got to link me it? to that. So, I, had, I have no idea about that. I know I've yeah, been away for two weeks. I, I, I must have missed it. it completely. No, I've not it, seen it. It's not, it's not a big thing by any means. It was, in a nutshell, someone expressed an opinion about an IDW comic. It, I don't think it was uh, meant badly at all. Do you know what I mean? I think it was just maybe a little poorly bit poorly articulated as well. It, uh, it was a little bit harsh in its critique, yeah. but but you know, equally people should be able to express their opinions and stuff. Of course they should. So, you know, it, it is what it is. And that's why I'm trying to word it carefully because I don't want to be like people shouldn't say that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that it's good that people can. Uh, I just think it's also worth remembering that actually the people that create this stuff and the so-called creators out there in the fandom and even the toy designers and everything are ultimately people that are super passionate about this franchise. And I think that's, uh, yeah, maybe I'm trying to do that 6 thing that you're talking about, Maz, and, and over-answer, but that's that's kind of where I got to with it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with, um, I can't pick between them, so it's going to have to be Nick Roach and James Roberts. Yeah, the, I love those guys. The level of uh, accessibility that they provide for their fans and for people in this hobby and the level of yeah. promotion they offer to other fans and content creators within the community while being two of the most gifted creators and modest creators I've ever come across in any community make them far and away my two favorite people in this hobby. And this is as someone who wasn't even on board the IDW train uh, from the beginning. I mean, I think it started in 2011, uh, More Than Meets the Eye, and I only got on board maybe two years later. By Issue 19 was where I popped on. And even though then I was basically turned into fan mode and I started like responding to them on Twitter and being like, you know, oh, this is really great. You know, was doing the typical fan on Twitter thing. They always had time. They always responded. And then uh, when I got to meet them at shows, they had all the time in the world for their fans. And it was great because I was working at Paul Hitchens' Space Bridge table. And before their queues became unmanageably long for people to see them, they would go around the hall and pick up stuff for their collection. Mm. And they would be looking for Transformers toys and weird things. I remember James and Nick came up and saw this weird uh, rucksack flask kind of thing with squeeze play and hose head and stuff on it. And they're like, oh, look, it's the breakout characters from 1988. And they were really fascinated by that kind of stuff. And they would buy things and you know, then go back to their stalls. And it's amazing to see them as fans, just like you were talking about the IDW creators are big fans. I think that's exactly it. And I think, you know, I've looked at, you know, we talked about it in the last episode that, you know, more than meets the eye and what have you is a, is a bit of a new thing for me to actually kind of get into finally. And I'm loving it so far. I have started. Uh, how's, Marvel, how's Marvel going, Matt? I've read two issues so far. Hey, Start victory, the same, yeah. the, one of those episodes that you read for a previous yep. mini <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what's in a name from five years ago? <laughs> right. Okay. Heck so, of a start. Two, yeah. two out of two so far. It's a good start. <laughs> anyway, joking aside, well, more on that another time. But yeah, I, I, I've watched with, I suppose, envious eyes, if you like, for, for many, many years at the relationship that people had through this uh, wonderful content with these creators, just because they were so involved with the fandom. And, and I do think, you know, I say it not lightly, I do think it's a real gift, actually. And I think it's easy to sometimes critique or, or whatever else, but I think you have to remember that the driving force behind all of this is people that are just truly, truly passionate about the franchise, the hobby, everything. And hugely talented as well. Those the 
story writing skills and the art skills involved in producing their body of work uh, are not regularly matched in this hobby. And we yeah. we knew we had it good at the time, but we really didn't know how good we had it yeah. at the time. And well, I'm happy where I started because I got to read 19 issues in one go. And I can't even tell you how sold I was at that point. But uh, to have been there from the start and grow with it would have been quite interesting. And I'm fascinated to hear how you will feel about this with all the hype and micro spoilers that you've had to deal with just saying that you were reading them. But many years later, a decade later, basically, and to see how it, how it lands with you. Um, seven issues in so far, more than meets the eye, and you know I've read stuff like um, some of the the, the pre stuff. You know, you did read Last Stand then. Yeah, yeah, yeah good yeah. lad. Yes. So and uh, absolutely loving it so far. Blown away, and as you said, just extraordinarily well written, well put together, realized stuff, beautiful artwork. What's not to love? Yeah. And I and I think you're right. Actually, let's be honest, we're not talking about flagship. Marvel titles, you know, like Spider Man or DC, you know, Batman, whatever. This is Transformers at the end of the day. Yes, there's a big movie franchise, but it ain't all that, actually. You know what I mean? So, this mm-hmm. level of talent dedicated to something that really, if we're being honest, doesn't always deserve it, mm. you know, is, is a gift. And yep. yes, critique it if you don't enjoy it, sure. But let's not take it for granted. That's no. what I would say. Well yeah. said. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Lovely guys, absolutely lovely guys, and absolutely I'm so jealous agree. you get to read it in that way because yeah. I was there at the start, so I had to read and to get to every last page and go, James, like not knowing, what's, <laughs> you know, cursing, yeah. not knowing the future, just waiting, having to wait for this every cliffhanger. God, I am trying to work it out so and good. not just read it all in like a day. Do you know what I mean? Just do it, just blitz it. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I'll get through, and and you'll see the connections, the foreshadowing, things that you might forget if you read it over this period of like two years. But oh, oh no, no, I'm so. going to do it over two years. I would have read some more tonight if we weren't recording. So yeah. maybe the, maybe the absolute it. art of more than meets the eye is that every issue ends in a way that makes you want to know what comes next. Yes. It dangles something important every single time, and the payoffs are always great as well. It's oh, not yeah. even. Like it teases you with something, then doesn't deliver. Everyone is, and it's never what you think. And I think that's mm. a wonderful, yeah. a wonderful skill to have. Yeah, I love that. It's not what you think. Bang on. That's yeah. that's it. Yeah. So that is a a very thorough answer to your question, <laughs> Captain yeah. Ra. Uh, so you can get that perk as a patron, but also another perk of the Butlers is to have your name read out on the episode. And I'm very happy to say that we have. Even more butlers this time. I think it's the most between episodes that we have. So this is a really long roll call now. And uh, let's see how fast I can do it without a mistake. A big <laughs> thank you to Nick, Dean Watts, Danny Roberts, Chris C137, Andy Preston, Brian Fox, Chris, Billy Ho, Spider-Father, Adam Shoemaker, Zachary Blader, Matt, Stephen Perkins, Bad Saturday, Justin Massaro, Dave Dalrymple, Absurd, Geo Kaiser, Yusuf, John Pearl, Cliff Saras, Troisif, Anthony Cars, Alec Mir, Captain R.A., Phil G., Jonathan, False Logic Howard, Jack Pelletier, Alicia, a- Alicia, a.k.a. Alicia Tron. Always stumble on that one. Sam Highland, Stuart Webb, Amar, Laserbeak, Puma the Hunter, Mike S, Vegemite Mike, Peter Hammerson, Shenry, Chris Norris, Jesse Moreno, Jackson Arwood, Yip, MK Tronic, Michael Loyakono, Nexus, Jim Owen, Aaron Swoboda, TF Starfire, Simeon Scott, Billigator, Jason Tate, Andy Gold, and Jake Hoberg. What a list. Wow. Maz, have you ever thought about commentating on horse racing? <laughs> I think it'd be great. <laughs> I'm, I'm just smiling actually no I haven't <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have a future a promising future career <laughs> he's good at nagging yeah. oh. at high speed <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
No, very good. What a list indeed. My God, there's so many names. Thank you so much yeah. to all of our butlers. Thank yeah. you. Big, big thank you indeed. So, uh, Also worth mentioning a big thank you to our sponsor, tfsource.com, who we already said about earlier in the evening, and they are very, very good to us. So do check them out uh, for all your Transformers and third-party needs. Yeah, and just a quick final reminder, if you do want to wear stylish triple takeover gear you can go to redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash triple takeover forward slash explore and if you want to follow us on social media you can check us out at triple underscore takeover on instagram and twitter and at triple takeover or one word on facebook lads where can they find you i'm at tf square one on twitter instagram and facebook i'm at 60tf on twitter instagram facebook and youtube and i'm at toybox box. anyway there's an app so that's the birthday episode done and uh, we've blown the candles out. We've had our cake and eaten it and uh, now we can cry if we want to. Well, it's my birthday too, yeah. You say it's your birthday. We're gonna have a good time. I swear to God, if you put a real track in and not mad singing it, I will die. It's not massive, you're right, but it feels massive. It just looks like such an impressive pink, but... (laughs) 